1: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year podcast, day one. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening, or this morning, by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Bonjour. I had to think about it then, because normally I look at the computer screen and go, okay, right, right, Matt Knight's there, and then I know that it's you and then yeah. Joe, but we're in a round table. Matt Knight's actually here. I know in real life. In Hello, Brighton. in real life. Of the Hi round Matt. table. Um, My voice is going already We're like
2: three sentences in This is the start of a a five hour
1: marathon It is, it is So for those of you who uh, have not been listening to the podcast too long um, This is our gear of the year awards uh, deliberations process, I guess Um, By the end of this we will have one ultimate winner um, But we will have what? Eight products that are, are in our Gear of the Year final. In our top eight. Yeah, it's in our top eight. Um, and the way we get to that is we're going to do well a series of four podcasts covering two categories per podcast, where we get essentially the five best products from uh, those categories with, and then the two top ones go through to the
2: Gear of the Year final on Friday. I don't know why we bother with this when the winner <laughs> we've already decided the winner. The winner is, is whatever brand pays us the most. Oh
1: yeah, of course, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, something to think about. You know, we get
3: the big dollar. For people who haven't listened to this before, like we, we haven't talked about it at all. Yeah. No, like sometimes, like for a couple of weeks leading up to it, we're like, oh, this is definitely going to win, or we're definitely going to, uh, you know, talk this about this. And, then, and then, but the, I think this, like, we've barely talked about it. We've just talked about what products are on it, but we I mean, yeah. everything comes out in this next five hours. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Th- I
2: think this, this might be the first year where, genuinely, I have no idea what's going to win. Yeah, like, but There's always been, even if it, there's been sort of two or three, th- there's normally like a couple of really standout products. And deep down, you know that they're going to make it through to the final We'll slog it out between them. But yeah. this year, I have absolutely no idea no. what's going to win. Me neither. So we've got a tentative list here. There may be other things that
1: will... Uh, <laughs> will be included. But so the way this is going to work, Monday we're going to do Best Guitar and Best Accessory. We do like a major category and a minor category each day. Um, Tuesday is uh, Best Amp and... Whoa! Hold the phone. You're
4: saying best accessory is a minor category. It is indeed. Uh, I would beg to differ. I know. I know you were accessories manager <laughs>
1: for a long time. But, Absolutely.
4: Um, <laughs> be, <best laughs> I, was, I like accessories. I don't know how to I'm tell not, you. Yeah, so there are some good
1: ones out there. Day two is best amp and 2016's best 2015 product. That's my. That is my favorite. That my is favorite a good one. Of, so one?
4: just we 2016's get. best of 20. 2016's best gear of 2015. No.
1: Yeah, 2016's best gear gear of of 2015. 2015.
4: So basically what we do there, just to explain it, I I love this category. What we do is we take the winners, the top five, from uh, last year and we decide whether or not, with the benefit of uh, one year's hindsight, whether we made the right decision... And Have, we, we've never actually
2: had the same answer. We've not. No. no, no, no. So, this is the, in various
4: in various guises, this is the fourth. It is. The fourth, fourth. Gear of the Year podcast that we've done. In pre- the previous winners were the uh, Squire Base 6. Yeah. Um, the Strymon Deco. Strymon Deco. And then last year was the Bossy S8. Yeah. And um, when we came back to reflect on uh, the two. original winners neither of the both of them were like yeah i mean they were they were good at the time i mean i think especially the um the basics kind of ended up being a bit of a flash in the pan yeah and we were like this is it this is like the future of guitar music this is gonna this is this is gonna change what people do and i think like i think that was a bit of a learning experience for us as well in that we kind of got a little bit Um, oh we get wrapped up in the hype well absolutely we got wrapped up in the hype and we we like one of the things that I really like about this category is it gives us a chance to take a step back from like looking at guitar and guitar stuff in the manner that we do all the time which is like oh this is cool this is really weird and nerdy and you think about it within it's like with like a practical application and the basics is like super cool and like a great product for the money, but like,
2: it actually didn't. Who's, work that who's well. actually gonna
4: who, Who's actually gonna get any use out well, of it? You it does I mean Yeah,
2: I guess there's a reason that it lasted three years the first time round. Oh, for sure. And yeah, it, absolutely. It was absolutely. It, it didn't. Baritones were just better. So, day 3 is
1: uh Best Pedal and 2016's weirdest gear. Yep. Um, and day 4 is Best Snow, not Press. Best so Best Base Product. No one's going to care about that.
2: Um oh, that's and, a
1: mine, that's a minor category. Isn't it? And what's the podcast where I
2: basically just do all the talking?
1: I've played quite a lot of the stuff on that list. Um and the minor category on day 4 is Listener's Choice where we reveal which of the products Um, were voted best product by our facebook group so let's get down to it day one uh category number one 2016's best guitar now i've got a tentative list of stuff here this Um, is
2: going to be the best one this is such a strong list. It is a very strong oh, list. There's an obvious winner, though.
1: Already. You well, Definitely.
2: Think. Yeah, oh 100%. My God. Um, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm man. Gonna there are read, so many great things I'm going to read some stuff out. So just
4: before you do... Yeah. And uh, this is... this is We're setting the tone. I'm already interjecting. Right. I think it's worth pointing out the fact that last year, we got no <laughs> end of grief. No end of grief for the fact that we voted the best guitar as the 20... the. 2016 Gibson Les Paul yeah. tradition. I was so that, we voted, because it was the best we guitar. We voted that the best guitar of, 2006, of 2015. Yeah. And we got
2: no end of grief for it. We did. It. We got no oh, end of grief. because we haven't picked something weird.
4: No, not because we uh, haven't picked something weird. Because it's but just a Les Paul. Basically. Because it was just a Les Paul. Uh, but and, and yeah, maybe based on what I was saying a minute ago with the, you know, the best gear of, you know, the previous year, it, it, the criticism that we came under was... So what you're doing is you're rewarding Gibson for just going back to what they were doing after making a mistake. And to a certain degree, that is right. We, are, we were rewarding Gibson for just going back to what they had done, basically listening to people, listening to the fact that they were trying to push this agenda of, like, modern features that people didn't want, blah, 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 blah. And they went, look, OK, let's not do that. Let's do this... Normal guitar that people just want, and this year Gibson have done pretty much the same guitars in the 2017 range, yeah. And they are not included,
1: they're not there. Is well, not on here. I'll tell you for why because I do think there is a guitar that has a possibility of being on here, yeah. which is the um, I can't remember what it's the called Firebird Zero. No, <laughs> the not Firebird that. Zero, no, absolutely not. Not available in this country, so we, uh, isn't it? Play- it's going to be an oh, Amazon exclusive, Amazon exclusive,
3: yeah. Okay, fine. I think, I think. Who that, buys guitars of Hammerson? Well, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, loads I of think that guitar <laughs> oh, know, will be. I
4: think that guitar will
3: be wicked. Yeah, yeah, it probably will be. I the think, one, no, the one that I was
1: going to suggest was the. I forget what it's called now. Um, the yeah. one that's gloss. Uh, they do a gold top of it. Oh, the one that isn't the CM. It's the the cheap one. Yeah, yeah, yes.
2: No, the CM. Why isn't think, the CM? The CM I, was. I, th- a I great thought really release. the
3: other reason that we probably haven't got anything. I mean, we haven't even read the list out yet. But anything like that is just because they're kind of. Almost too late. Yeah, they're not they're here. Like, I um, think we're sort of like tribute. tribute. That's yeah, the, the cheap one. Yeah, the, the um, problem.
2: Yeah. You, you're absolutely right, Matt. Because even though this is Gear of the Year, we are doing it before the end of the year, and and us having had some interaction with the product has to play a part. Because yeah. the last time so, we we took a bet on something being good was when we did the Korg. The Miku. Miku pedal. No, that, well, not that it was good. But that was in weirdest gear, and it was really weird. Yes. And we could judge that without I actually think, hearing um, it in the flesh. Yeah, but I as th- it turned out, it didn't work.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but I think as well this year, there's been a lot of variation and a lot of cool guitars. And as kind of Guitar Nerds has got bigger, we've managed to kind of try a lot more gear and open our eyes to a lot more stuff. And I think last time we were like, oh, the Les Paul, where this year we've kind of like, there's loads of cool
1: there is so what I'll say about the, the really. Les Paul tribute I think that's it deserves a um, a special mention because I think it does look honorary, really yeah. good an yeah. honorary mention but I went into um, a local guitar shop and they didn't have one to try so yeah. I didn't want to put it on here because I couldn't vouch for it I don't sure. think any of you guys have tried no, one Matt no, you might try no. one so I think that's a cool guitar and I know quite a lot of listeners to the podcast have picked one of those up because then they're, they're what 800 quid or something yeah um, but but None of us have been able to try one, so it makes sense to not include it here. So let's do a rundown from the top for Best Guitar 2016. Should I
2: do a jingle?
1: No, um, no, no. You get you. <laughs> I'll get you to record a jingle for the beginning of each podcast. Right. I think, but I think too many Joe jingles is uh, is too Joe much. Joe jingles, Joe jingles, <laughs> Joe Bojangles. Bo, on his on his bow jangles, Joe bangles, Joe bangles. Um, so Reverend Billy Corgan, Music Man Cutlass, Dan Electro 64. Gretsch Street. I'd love Dan Electro 64. It was yeah, like, yeah. I had that and Turok, and it was amazing. Um, <laughs> Gretsch Streamliner Double Cut. Yamaha RS720B. The Revstar. The Revstar. Squire Affinity FSR Double H Strat Sparkle Finish. PRS CE24. Epiphone Century Arts Top. And the Fender American Offset Telecaster. So that's nine. That's nine guitars. Where should
2: we start? Should we start at the top?
3: Do we not normally kind of just like get rid of a couple? Get rid of the, the, the stragglers? Hang us on. There I are g- no
2: stragglers here. This is the
3: strongest.
4: I think this is a fairly strong list.
3: So
1: let's talk about um, the ones that you have tried and um, talk about why you like them. Um, Matt Knight, which one on that list have you tried this is year you, that you sh- particularly like? Should we take like two each or something? Yeah, or? We'll, we'll do a couple well, each. Yeah. I
3: mean, f- for me, and. For me, it has to be the Reverend Billy Corgan. We okay. tried it. We did the video. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like us recording the podcast and listening back to it. You kind of don't really think about what you're talking about at the time. And at the time, I didn't really think about what I was playing in the video. Then when I heard it back, I was like, that guitar sounds absolutely yeah. amazing. I'm kind of editing that video.
1: I was in two minds about whether it sounded really good or really crap. Because it is so mid-range focused. Those yeah. rail hammer pickups in there. Which I really like. Yeah. And then putting it out there, the feedback that we got was so positive that I think I was just a little bit oversensitive. Yeah, I
3: think as well, for me, it's not necessarily the sound, because it's a, a good sounding guitar. There's two things that really set it apart for me from anything else that I've tried. One's the price. Yep. How much uh, is it? They're s- 900 quid. 900 quid. So they're sub right. 1,000 pounds. And I think for under 1,000 pounds, they are the best put together and built guitars I think you can buy.
4: It. See, I, my my concern with that is... It's you're still paying nine hundred quid mm. for a bolt-on guitar, like but, I I don't well, think sure, but. I, I really don't think I really don't think that it's
3: it like. But Fender surely set the precedent, don't they? Yeah, because surely net, set, set neck shouldn't have play a part in how much. Well, I
1: don't agree with that because I think that process is more expensive because it, it takes okay. longer to do. Okay, yeah. let me but. let
4: me let me go back a sec then. Wh- and, you know, I've always been someone who uh, doesn't put a huge amount of credence on why guitars are built, but you're paying £900 for a Chinese-built... Korean. Korean. Okay, a Korean-built... uh bolt on Bolt-on guitar. Yeah, sure. You know, and it's like, you, you don't have to pay that much for a Korean-built PRS, which isn't a bolt-on guitar.
3: Well, they're... Yeah, they're getting up there, though. They're, they're getting up yeah, there. Yeah, so they're close to... But you know, what you have to think about now, and I think this is something that... You know, especially this year and I think And I think what we'll see in coming years is that being built in Korea, being built in China doesn't is going to be, especially I think Korea especially is probably going to be as sought after, and more revered than say like a Mexican built fender. Because the quality of the factories now and the people that are working in the factories and the training that goes into them produce a much better instrument than some other like mass manufacturer especially like if you look at Faith guitars for example, where everyone that's there goes through a luthier training programme. Yeah. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's what you're willing to put into the factory to what you get out. So if you just designed a guitar and went to a Chinese factory and said, Can you make seven thousand of these a month and can we make them this price? They'll come out and the quality's probably not going to be great. Sure. But I think the fact that nothing ends up in the kind of channel to end users that hasn't been already seen again by Reverend was another big thing for me that everything goes back to them for a setup goes back to the US so you're kind of getting like an extra level of QA from from the factory
2: Reverend are certainly the new kids on the block with that sort of thing although that even that isn't, well a lot of people um, are doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then when Music think- Man have been doing that with Sterling yeah. for yeah. for some time and producing great stuff for less money than yeah. nothing. what impressed me, I think, was just the quality of the build. Um and it's the attention to detail <laughs> I, definitely, think. Definitely oh. definitely I think definitely. And the setup guitar. out of the box, I think, yeah for yeah. me was just it was just great. The the, the quality of the fretwork, the tuners, yeah. the unique pickups, yeah. like, everything about it was it was a it was a completely unique guitar and i yeah. think in this really crowded market that's very difficult to do
4: yeah I, d- I-, I do i do agree with that and i do I, I i you know i do stand stand by like the unique features you know there are some cool things on there there's locking tuners which you know i mean i don't think any of us are particularly bothered about no. but some people you know yeah, I'm bothered about it. I, yeah i think it's
2: a cool really <laughs> think, I, but I think i think that locking tuners are kind of because the way they work now being the, the sort of quite simple headstock mod locking tuners yeah. is much less work than you know than, than you used it used to be yeah, yeah sure, so, yeah. sure. So, so it seems to be like well what, you know why not this is a great idea to improve Yeah. So, I mean don't get me wrong I'm only ever going to play like I think r- it, old reissues but I think as convenient? well
3: for me if it was made in America and it cost 1800 quid and it yeah, felt the sure. same would I feel the same way about it in a sense, like would I go? Ah, oh, that definitely feels like it, it's, it's like it feels like incredible value for like but, you know. But you know, also, go-
1: it would put it way out of most people's price point. It, it sure would to just be, mean yeah. that Reverend are another brand that make guitars for around two grand in America, it, whereas but, this is super high quality, doing something different. They make it in Korea, but you know, but it going down, doesn't matter. Going mm. down
4: that route, are you getting <coughs> a better guitar for the money with this or the guitar that we just talked about, the twenty seventeen? Gibson Les Paul tribute which is 100 quid cheaper and it's a Gibson and it's made in America like you know
1: they're, they're, very, they're different guitars That's of course the, they are
4: but like pound for pound sure 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 and that guitar didn't yeah. make it onto the list now granted it didn't make it onto the list because we didn't play it but I just like I know that you guys really really love this guitar I'm, I'm, I no, did, I'm. I didn't I'm with get you. it. I, I I I didn't get it. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I like. I, I thought think, it was. I, I thought it was me, nice. I thought there was there was some cool features. I liked that the scratch plate is a little bit. You know, is a little bit weird. I like that they're, You know, the shape is different. I like that we're not just talking as much as I'm trying to bring them into the conversation about Gibson and Fender. You know, yeah. I, I
2: think it's really great. Mm. But
4: I just didn't think it was that
3: that exciting My, I really
2: didn't I love the features I think the features are its strongest pin. I hated the look Like mm. I, I, I really wasn't into yeah, I the mean, way I, missed,
3: I, it I must admit that's one thing about it is obviously Reverend certainly have a unique look but yeah I think just for me it was one of those ones that I've played this year and gone actually I could play this guitar quite happily all the time Yeah. so that, if you take like <clears throat> just moving on to something else like this is one of the things that I thought I really didn't like, and I don't think I ever got on with since they came out with the was the Yamaha. What? What? They just. They I think I that, just didn't the, think they the were Yamaha great guitars for the money. And
2: the Gretsch Streamliner have been two of the strongest things <clears throat> to come out this year. Both companies looking at bringing something. This there is such astute, like market research in, involved in in both releases. they so, the, they're the right price point there, and they're unique. There's there's a a wide range of options in in both the Streamliner and the Revstar series. Can I tell you what I dislike about both those
4: guitars? And it's a it's thing that I've noticed quite a lot recently that companies are doing, and it's sticking a Bigsby on a guitar and thinking that that makes it premium or unique. Yeah. Yeah. Because like neither of these guitars, like I understand that Gretsch have always had. Um, they've always had big speeds. I get that. but like at 400 quid or whatever, it didn't need a big speed. And the same with the Yamaha. I thought the Yamaha was a great guitar you, other than the fact that it had a Bigsby on it but, and it's a but they're are non, in
2: the ass. We, we, we can't use that as as like a negative no, term sure. because there are non Bigsby options. I agree. Maybe we shouldn't have <sighs> selected Bigsby options here as the is ones the, that we Can, we're you, talking get the, about. can well, you get I'll the te- Revstar? T- yeah, I'll yes, tell you why, okay. tell you why that's
1: on there is because we went down and tried them. Um, Jay and I went and had a long session with all of the Revstar and f- by far and away... The best feeling, best put-together, yeah. best-looking one was the RS720B. Yeah, it's, it was great. The satin top, the yeah. pickups, everything about it. But that's one great. thing I
3: don't get. Satin top, but glossed back? Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, that's so weird. Wouldn't you make a gloss top I guess the like gloss, back? I guess
4: the gloss back gives you a bit more protection
1: for, like, buckle rash so, and stuff like that. There's a more expensive rev star than that, isn't there? There's, there's one. L- there's yeah. loads in so, the range, Because uh, yeah. we tried a few. I think we tried the yeah. top-of-the-range one, and it didn't feel anywhere no, near as didn't. good as the RS720B, really? which is why it's on here. I um, agree okay. that the Bixby is divisive, but in terms of how it's put together, <sighs> it was that much money. I'm was,
2: surprised we're not just... I'm surprised that we just spent 10 minutes singing the praises of a Silverburst... Korean made, yeah, but comes in different come colors. We come to like the Yamaha and Gretsch, both who outdid <clears> themselves this year and released the, probably the best thing both the, companies the Gretsch have got released no problem in with. five and years. Having and
1: the Bixby on the Gretsch makes sense because because it's a rockabilly yeah. guitar. Yeah, sure. I think the
3: the Yamaha it, the Bixby doesn't need to be there. Yeah. but um I also think with the, and I the, I mean this isn't this is like just maybe this is just my opinion and this is like Yamaha as a whole but i just don't think people consider them like a cool brand for guitars and really who yamaha, no, yamaha no, they're not but, but that, that's
2: exactly was the point
3: but then, i was going to say really what they should have done and what they've tried to do but then kind of haven't nailed it for me is that they didn't make a Yamaha SG yeah, but well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing because that's what totally, everyone wants. Yeah, totally, yeah. realistically, yeah. yeah. this was going, kind oh, of well, a bit well. SGE. This, but, I, but, I, but for me personally, I just didn't think they sounded very good. I thought they—they they nice. the Revstar was an but,
2: excellent example of Yamaha being aware of that. Going right, you know, we we're not a cool company. We make. We've started. We've fallen into the this sort of entry level market let's do some research find out what people want and make a range of guitars completely based on that mm. and there were loads of options there were unique and interesting finishes different you know there were there were loads of pickup configurations across the range they looked cool they were retro it was that was that was smart in itself it, at a time when we <laughs> everyone wants reissues and things like that yeah. it was it was Part retro, part modern. I th- I just thought it was such... I, everything apart from the name was brilliant. Joe Branton, bit. it sounds like That's you're stuff. officially um,
1: standing behind the uh, Yamaha RS720B. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think 720 Branton. Up. You're going to be an advocate for it. Jay Cross, is There, this, there
2: were some other really strong things
1: there in is, this list. Is there something on those. this list that you want to vouch for? Well, I mean, I bought one of these. Okay.
4: So we've also got on here the uh, Fender American Standard... Offset Telecaster. Yes. Which is the guitar that I bought. And um, I I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I probably don't think it's the best guitar not, released not this on year. this list. No, not I don't think it's list. the best guitar on this <clears throat> list. I it, like I bought it and I love it and I have no regrets about buying it. It fit what I wanted exactly, and I think it fit a really cool niche. And I think that Fender have done uh, and this is sort of a uh something that's good about this year in general is the well kind kind of i've got there's two sides of this coin you know fender did this this you know for one of a better word the uh the telemaster and it was exactly the spec that I wanted, so it was the shape of a jaguar, but it had the um the like the pickup configuration of a Telecaster so it sounded like a Tele but it looked like Jaguar which is perfect exactly what I want but the, I, didn't th- I don't think the pickups were quite right um, like, I don't like the bridge pickup in mine at all and I've, a bunch of people who listen to this podcast have also bought um, this guitar and have said the same thing the neck pickup I think is great the bridge pickup I think is what well, is it a twisted Tele in the neck and a, or is it? A twisted? it's a twisted Tele in the neck and it's something else in the bridge and I can't yeah. remember what it is and it's, it's not very good Um, because like traditionally like if you've got like a Baja telly it's a twisted telly in the neck and a broadcaster in the bridge and if they'd just gone with that then I think this would have been a wicked guitar you know especially if they put that four way selector switch in there but they didn't and I think that's I think they really missed a trick with that Um, the other thing and I realise that they're not on this list so I won't spend too much time talking about it but all of those offsets that Fender brought out this year I think were such a great idea like yeah. you know the, the uh, duo sonics yeah. and the yeah. uh the mustangs and everything mm-hmm. but i went into a guitar shop yesterday and the the prices on all of those offsets have crashed have crashed dramatically like the one that i really like the duo sonic in capri yeah uh, capri orange sub 500 quid, 450 yeah. 450 wow. pounds which is great for people, uh, and I think that that's the price that they probably maybe maybe a little bit more now. But what, what were they when they come out? Six hundred and fifty quid, yeah, yeah. Something like that. pushing seven hundred quid. You know, are they Mexican built? They are, they're they? they're yeah. Mexican built, yeah. yeah. But like the thing is, is what I think what Fender have done here is they have said, okay, you know what, we've listened to everyone, we've tried to make a big selection of offsets, and they've not sold very well. Let's just trash the price and that's it and it's done and I don't think we'll see another range of offsets like that for another five years or so yeah. because they've decided that this experiment hasn't
1: worked and I think think it's really hard though if you go onto like Fender.com you know front and centre they've got all these young I think bands
4: it's and not, stuff I think it's because they're not selling yeah, and maybe, I think part maybe. of
2: it is like I don't think they've done was, particularly good of selling them I was surprised I thought, the campaign's been pretty yeah, good. I thought the campaign was good they got some good bands behind it yeah. they, they actually had some well shot videos which is unusual for Fender yeah. normally they, they you know look like they've got some university students to put together get the for their ad campaigns, yeah. But they, um, yeah, they, uh, I was surprised at how quickly the sale occurred after the
1: yeah. release.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talking of marketing and obviously getting young bands to use them, that makes me think of another guitar on this list, which is the Epiphone Century. Yeah, yes, absolutely. What a, are, are they, what a smart release. It's, a, it's an awesome guitar. Uh, really love the sound of it. Is it just going to disappear when Disappeared. james bay we stops should, being popular yeah.
2: we should explain what the century is because it's a bit more obscure than so this is the ones. inspired
1: yeah. by 1966 epiphone century yeah. yeah um so this is a uh, shallow um fully hollow right
2: fully yeah. hollow yeah. Yeah. yeah uh
1: with a p90 uh, in the neck um based on a 60s epiphone guitar basically yeah so um, no cut Sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, there's no car. It's, um, it looks like a, what were they? ES125. Well, there was quite was a lot it? of
3: them actually, because I've been looking at some recently. There's 125, 125T, which was the thin one. Yeah. I think they did like, not a 330, it was called like a 3. Oh, I saw it the other day. I'd never seen one before, but it looks very similar to that. But it yep. was a full electric one with two pickups. And then they did like a 120, which just had one neck pickup. Oh, the 120 uh, is so good. Because these were, I, I suppose, effectively at the time, um, student guitars basically that's what a lot of people bought them for Um and I, I really like it I think it's a great guitar but how long is it going to last well yeah quite right and I, I think are they then going to be a cool thing to track down yeah I think this is a on? cool
2: thing I think this is a this is interesting and unique guitar this is something taking away from the sort of the endless sea of strats and tellies and Les Pauls this is a, a but cool for me crucially on
1: Epiphone it's not just another Les Paul. That, you know, they yeah, do so yeah. many of those like tributes and you know, there's obviously the studio and, standards and they all just blend into one. And they're starting to feel
3: pretty samey as yeah, well. They exactly. are like you're getting some and you're like, This feels exactly like all the other ones I've totally. made. And there's a couple epiphones that really stand out and I think maybe the problem for some of these companies, maybe like Epiphone, is that there's just and I kind of think with Fender actually recently. Is it's just too much product. Yeah, yeah. Lots and it's so around. difficult to like stand out. Yeah. Which is why I think our list kind of reflects brands that maybe don't have a as big a market share because well, I mean, the, they're guitars that stand out these way are, more against other releases. These are all big brands, but what, you know, but you know,
1: we're not talking about boutique builders and stuff here, but what we have what there is kind of on this list is, you know, a lack of a real strap there's not really a real Les Paul on there yeah. Um, so yeah it's the more interesting stuff I guess that's catching people's attention I think with a, a comment on Epiphone in general is
4: that you know one of, the, one of my sort of hesitant hesitations with this guitar is it's quite expensive I think it's quite expensive for what it is it's 500 quid it's isn't it? 500 quid and I think that's quite expensive for what it is because it's a fairly I mean up until you know James Bay came along and really popularised the look if not the sound of this guitar, yeah. you know, it's fairly esoteric. Like a single P90 yeah. in the neck Wood with bridge. a wooden bridge yeah.
2: and a tri- no a, access really past the fourteenth fret. You know,
4: that's like a, that's a pretty like weird and a pretty niche spec guitar. Mm. And I think for that money, it's quite. But Epiphone have been doing this quite a lot recently, and I think they are maybe going down a slightly different route. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that this is here rather than you know we settled on this rather than say the Brett Hines. Yep. Which, Br- Brett? Brent? Brent, Brent, Brent,
2: Brent. Brent-, Brent- what was it, Brent? Yeah. Uh, Brent.
1: Flying fly, fly v. Fly oh, v. yeah, yeah. 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 Fly, The Silverburst Flying V. I mean, I has, that's, like, like, that's why I discounted it because I knew that you guys would vote down the Silverburst. I mean, like, well, silver I mean, like, like, silver sure. I love Silverburst. Oh yeah, Matt in. it's you two chumps that are not on the Silverburst. You know, I
4: thought that was a that was a good spec, and I think. But I think what's quite interesting with what Epiphone are doing is you know they're doing these, you know, signature models, and I realised that the. The, the this James Bay guitar isn't
1: actually a James Bay
4: guitar, yeah. but like you know, it's it's it he's might done well. some stuff
2: with it now, isn't he? That's
4: I'm sh- why I'm sure so, he's done a photo shoot. That's why they now.
1: use the inspired by name yeah. a lot of the time is when they w- want to associate with an artist, but, but they not they say the yeah. artist.
4: But like you know,
1: the, there's that which is 500
4: quid. There's the Brent Hines which is 600 quid. Then there's that um, the Brendan Small uh, the Snow Falcon, the Snow Falcon, yeah, which is the oh, geezer it's... from uh, Death Clock. Yeah. Now that is that's like. 700 quid or yeah. something yeah. you know Epiphone are going down a very different route with what they're doing with well, those their, things like the
3: Joe Bonamassa well, with the just, big speed
4: absolutely and then like you know announced this year they've not announced for you know this year but they've not come out yet it's the, all those Karina models yeah, which I, all look yeah, really that's good that's cool I think I think that we are likely to see next year a slight shift in the in the way that Gibson and Epiphone kind of um like in in their relationship I don't think that we're going to see quite as many copies yeah absolutely I think
2: you're right I think we've seen Epiphone come up over the last few years like on the bass front they did it much earlier like it was a few years ago Mm. that we got the Jack Cassidy which is a completely unique well it's not it's that was in a short scale format that was something that Gibson released as a Gibson Les Paul bass yeah. like in the 60s. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's now, you know, the, the Jack Casty in that format is a completely unique to Epiphone model. Yeah. And they had the same with the Alan Woody. Yes. As well. Yeah, um, the Rumble Cat. Yeah, the Rumble Cat, which is great. Like yeah. they were new. I'm surprised not new. you've they're not both, bought one of those. I really like them. Yeah. I, I was actually waiting for a different colour because I don't really like red. But uh, on the Toman website, there is now a, like a dark really dark brown
3: sort of thing okay. so I might
2: get might get that the gold hardware puts me off slightly the dark yeah. brown
3: sounds like the worst colour for a guitar <laughs> what colours you your guitar in fact actually um, talking to the Fenders there's some odd colours this year as well which I'm sure we're talking about snow grey sounds like the worst colour oh the yeah there man. are some bad um, colours
1: yeah yeah we'll talk about that they, but, they yeah. haven't qualified for gear
3: of the year no, 2016 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, the only thing I think with the Sentry is cool guitar but if you went and tried one in the store how quickly would you find yourself limited by it
4: Oh, completely. And I, think,
3: and, yeah, and, and I think it's great for what they're it's doing but in terms of like the best guitar 2016 uh, definitely... but that's 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 where it comes down to what what Absolutely. is the criteria and are y- we saying the most
2: versatile guitar no, because, I think, you know i just think for sure in, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah in terms
3: of like if you sat a load of people down and said do you think and it got them to play it and said would you vote this as like the best guitar of the year i think there'd be loads of different reasons but i think most people would say but no. you know,
4: I, I, we can say that we we had this conversation very similar to this with the um, the Martin LX1E. We did when yeah. when we were talking about the Ed Sheeran signature, which I absolutely loved because I thought that it was bringing guitar music to a completely new demographic of people. You know, it was making and the same with the Taylor Baby Taylor the Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift Baby, Taylor. Baby Taylor, yeah, the Taylor <laughs> Baby Taylor. Taylor Swift Baby <laughs> Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> um you know i thought that did exactly the same thing and is that what the james bay is doing now you could argue that you know it's not a particularly um like it, I, it's not like iconic it's yeah i mean it look would he be playing this guitar if he didn't have you know i reckon now maybe this is, i don't know a huge amount about james bay but that surprised me i'm assuming that probably what happened here is he had, a, he had some songs and he had a backing band and all of a sudden he didn't really need to play guitar very much so they got him a guitar that looked cool so that no, he could play I a think, little bit I
3: actually think you had the Epiphone before beforehand did yeah. it? yeah okay. I think he right. had it for a while because the thing about those guitars is they're about a thousand pounds second hand so right. okay. if you kind of go what an original like, 60s yeah. So, yeah. so if you yeah. go to Denmark Street and you're like on the lookout for an odd guitar yeah but you don't want to spend loads of money, but you want something vintage. Actually, they tend to be quite good because the uh, the wood ages quite nicely. Yeah, yeah I've tried tried a couple of and like, what vintage, they say Epiphone on them, which is always going to you know. Yeah, it's kind of just like cool. it's, it's, it's Well, I mean, they're it's, cool, you know,
4: if you're looking for something vintage, I mean, it's going to take a thousand pound, at least a thousand pound off the price. You know, if you yeah. you know.
1: Well, I mean, yes and no. I think that those type of guitars are well regarded. You know, like probably a gibson what like 120t or whatever yeah. that's a bit about a thousand pounds as well maybe yeah, 1200 yeah. Yeah, quid, maybe, so yeah it's yeah i think the epiphones are
3: well regarded but, um, um i don't know just for me great guitar but yeah would, I, would I say it's the best if no, i if i mean i don't I can't even say i've played all of them but i've played a fair chunk of all of these and would it really be my favorite guitar probably i, I mean i
4: don't even think that it you know, if we're putting it in the same boat as something like the Martin uh, LX1E and the Taylor Taylor Swift Baby Taylor, yeah. you know, I don't
3: think it even stands yeah. up to a- the other. The other thing that I thought was, I suppose sometimes you have to think about. I mean, none of us work actually on a guitar shop floor, but we all have had experience. Yeah. yeah. If someone came in who was like, "I'm really into James Bay, and I really want to like write some songs and stuff like that." Would you necessarily recommend that guitar? I would, a hundred percent. Do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because, because it, I think I think there's things. Say for example, like the Streamliner, which is probably a little bit more versatile and's going to last you longer then kind of just going here's a guitar that and looks like your
4: guitar I, I, mean, I I'm with Matt entirely well let's, let's entirely. run down the
1: rest of the list and we can start okay. eliminating yes, things yes. on yes. that <laughs> let me tell you about two things that are good oh dear right, Music go. Man Guitars oh, okay and Strats both okay. good both thing. two things that I've come around on a lot in the last couple strats of years Strats are the best St- everyone n- knows that not sure about that but Strats are good <laughs> so basically Music Man this year um, took a swipe I guess at Fender's American
2: Strat um, share of the market um, with the Cutlass I love the story behind why music man did this this year okay um do tell and i don't i don't know there's probably no truth to it but i'd, I'd love it if it is the case um, fender released the dimension bass uh, do you okay. know this story? Well no yeah. no
1: I don't know um, we certainly can't say that this is No no actually I, it,
2: no exactly I have no no evidence that this is anything more than This is a Joe Brandon headcanon of yeah. the uh love hate between Fender <laughs> and Music Man But I'd like it's it's yeah. it's a cool thing like Fender released the Dimension Bass which is obviously a complete rip off of the Music Man Stingray bass Inspired by uh, and um, and the, the sort of suggestion was that there was a bit of a gentleman's agreement between Fender and Music Man around this, and it's why they'd never done copies of each other's stuff. Right. So Fender choosing to make the, uh, the Dimension Bass um, then caused Music Man to react. And sure enough, like a year after, maybe two years after the Dimension Bass comes out, all of a sudden, Music Man release a Precision Bass yep. copy, a Strat copy, Yep. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and basically a, a whole, a complete line yeah. of Fender sp- alike. I suppose
3: what's difficult though is that we say strat copy, and I suppose it's more closely related with. I, I don't know because if you put three single chords in something you're probably going to say it's a Strat copy I mean look at I mean obviously I mean I know look at it but it's, it's so difficult because you always say three single cores just go, look at it oh, it's a Strat yeah. copy but so it's...
1: we should talk about what this is so it's a Strat style guitar three single core pickups um, just a volume and tone on there master volume and tone uh, five way switch uh, you've got Music Man's own Trem which has been featured on things like the John Petrucci models yeah, best Trem one of um, the best fantastic the market. Trem fantastic Trem um, lock locking tuners maple or rosewood neck uh, the choice of colours are very Fendery black, ivory, white, vintage sunburst, or vintage turquoise, which I've um, not actually awesome. seen, but looks the turquoise I'm just looking right. at a picture now absolutely fantastic. Um, the reason that I um, brought this one up is because it had a bit of a play on it, and I just think, you know, with it in mind that Fender are have discontinued the American standards and are now doing the yeah. uh, American Professional series. Well. That's not... Uh, is it 100% oh, yes. out in the open? Oh, Maybe. yes. No? Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah it is now. Um, and price-wise, they have hiked up a bit, haven't they? What, are they looking at 1,400, right, yeah. 1,500, something like that? Too much, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> you know, these uh, Music Man Cutlass, you can get a choice of any of the colours for six three at the moment. And
2: that which is the thing with Music Man, isn't it? They are just a bit expensive. Yeah. It is a bit expensive, but...
3: I don't know. Guitar guitar, fifteen nine nine. Oh well get you can. Well
1: there we go. Um so <laughs>
2: Whoa Yeah, there is
1: some there's some pricing around. Um but you know, personally, if someone came to me now and said, you know, I've got fifteen hundred quid to spend, I'm looking for a strat style guitar, I want the best production, you know, I want it to be to be amazingly set up out of the box. I want the um, materials used to be the most top quality that I can get. Um I'd probably point him towards a music man, right? Well, yeah, the yes, you would, but knowing exactly uh, now,
4: perhaps. Uh, please don't think I'm demeaning you here. This is all in. Uh, this Go is all on. meant in in, uh, in admiration. Go on. Um, knowing your sales technique, your sales tactics. If someone came into you and said that exact thing, yeah. you would first of all hand them a music man cutlass. You would then go and get a Fender Custom Shop for £500 more I would. and give that to them, and they would walk away
3: with the Fender do you Custom know, Shop. Do you know but, what, though? Recently, I've been really swaying off Fender Custom Shop because the more I play, the more I'm like, actually, there are better guitars out there for less money.
2: Whoa. <sighs> man, what man, just and that's honestly, no, man, the I, honestly think, the guard. I honestly
3: think the, the Music Man is one of them. It's just this the is, way This is, is a it, moment. Think cu- I'm glad that think, moment was recorded. Do you, do you think know the
2: Cutlass but,
4: is a better guitar
3: but in, than. But, a, term, but if you're taking a custom shop that's based on a 60 strat, probably not, because you're probably after a 60 strat. Sure. But if you were taking something like a custom, custom shop. Deluxe custom, or custom deluxe. Custom yeah. deluxe, which is the same money. Yeah. I think the music man would probably be better. choice. I was
1: going to make that Here exact point. If you're not looking at relics or reissue, sure, if you yeah. want a modern strat style guitar. Music Man Cutlass is the one to go for. Let's
2: uh, take away origins and stuff for a second. If you were to put specs and quality of the Music Man Cutlass up against the Reverend, I think you'd see very, very similar things. What, you think
4: that this is as... Like the spec of it is would stand up to the yeah, Reverend. Yeah, I think I think, I think yeah. Reverend
2: and Music Man are quite a similar company. Um, I think it's almost like and if
3: you this is eighteen hundred quid. That's where my, are the, no. These are
4: American built. Yeah, yeah, yeah of
3: course. Yeah, yeah. The actual the other thing about the Cutlass, which I really like, because they've got a really clear. Defi- I think that's the thing. If you want a really modern like Fender sound, that they really ex- excel at that, and it's yeah. that buffered output as well. Yeah, completely silent circuit. Yes, which is yeah. a great thing. For-
1: so, so three Music Man uh, custom-wound single coils with the Music Man silent circuit, uh, which reduces hum and ret- retains true single coil sound, is it the way they describe it in their, yeah. their marketing stuff. So, yeah, I mean, basically it means that you get no hum... Strat stuff, but you're not actually using like stacked pickups, it's a circuit yeah. inside there that's doing it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think you know, you know what the build quality of Music Man is going to be like. It's every time you get one out of the box, they're spot on, you never yeah. have any yeah. problems with them. The design, things like the uh, four and two headstock is a classic piece of design, it doesn't stray too far from a kind of uh, you know, regular strat look. So, if you were looking at a strat and didn't want to go too wild. But also, it offers something slightly different yeah, as well. Yeah,
3: that's a nice alternative. Yeah, I think definitely. That's the, you know, especially recently, or, you know, up until when I sort of stopped working in guitar stores, I think everything is kind of falling into a bit more of a kind of rut. It's like people want a Fender or a Gibson, and there's kind of not a lot of great in between. A lot of stores don't necessarily have a lot of smaller brands because Fender and Gibson are such a big player for yeah. most bigger stores. And, you know, I think, unfortunately, you don't see as much Music Man in stores at the moment but I think that is changing with well, brand with guitars like this because for so long they've done things like the John Petrucci and the mute and the Luke which are kind of odd shapes they're yeah. small and people are like I probably wouldn't play that but if you had that you'd probably go well yeah it fits into more of like the traditional aesthetic of like an instrument really. I
4: mean we, we talked about this this exact thing a couple of times and I went into it again a little bit more with uh on the on the forum um where someone brought this up you know brought up the fact that you um, so w- what they brought up was I the, the it was in relation to the the new Music Man um, announcement that happened last week yeah. where there looked like there's going to be some great guitars oh, for goodness. next year yeah and you know we'll save that for we'll save that for maybe next week's podcast uh, well a podcast that's going to happen in two weeks ago yeah um, by the time this comes out exactly that's right but um, you know we the, the we started talking about like the new finishes on the Annie Clark for example. And someone said, I think that if you're buying an American-built guitar, you should be able to choose that guitar in any finish. And I think that um, that's traditionally, that's actually been something that M- Music Man have been very good at in offering loads and loads of finish options. The thing is, is that is going to hinder
2: where they're going to be sold. They've consciously be- changed that.
4: And thing. I think yeah. they have. And I think that's one of the things. Oh, that's I really- actually
2: spoke to them. They actually oh, really? have. Yeah, okay. it's a thing. Yeah. Okay.
4: See, I think that's one of the things that's really good about the Cutlass, in that, that the Cutlass is available in four finishes. Yeah. You can get it in black and white with a maple board, or Sunburst and Turquoise with a rosewood board. Now, that is the sort of thing that a shop can go, okay, you know what? These are expensive, but there is a market for them. <laughs> I'm going to buy one of each of these and hang them up in my shop and someone could come in and they can try it and I know that I don't have the risk that someone's going to come in and go oh you know what I really like the feel of this guitar have have you got it in
1: mystic dream coat
4: absolutely I've seen it I've (laughs) seen it on the uh, on the music man website I want it in graffiti yellow uh, and I want the the pearl dot inlays and I also want it with a uh, with a with a Floyd I know that you can get that can you get it and it's like shops weren't willing... I like Certainly the shop that, you know, we all worked in, and, you know, quite rightly, wasn't willing to take the risk in putting loads of money into stock which wasn't going to sell. Because yeah, and if didn't there's the sell op- when and we didn't, had it. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's why even, like, the bases, to a certain degree, were difficult to keep... were difficult yeah. to... Because, you know, there were so many options. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's really cool that we're seeing... I, I realise this is maybe a little bit, uh, uh, you know, it's a bit weird that we're saying it's good that there are fewer options. It is, though, because you'll see them in more stores. Absolutely. Yeah, and, they'll, yeah. you know, I think this is going to be, this is the way that, uh, you know, companies like Reverend and uh, Ernie Ball start challenging that real estate um, space uh, monopoly that Fender and Gibson have got. Yeah, in yeah
2: stores.
1: definitely. However... Go on.
2: It's boring. It's so okay. So dull. Is there um,
1: something on this list that's more exciting for you, Joe? Branson? Yes, there
2: is the winner of this list. Okay, this is what I thought you'd say: the Dan Electro sixty-four. That's exactly what I thought you'd go for. Tell us about the Dan sixty-four. Uh, so the Dan Electro sixty-four is um, it's, it's a Moss right, isn't it? It's basically. a Moss right. Yeah, it's a Moss with a Bigsby.
4: Well, okay. Let me let me say what you just said, but with a slightly different inflection. Right. It's a Moss right with a Bigsby. But it doesn't there- need it. It
1: didn't need
3: it. There's well, no, there's, there's no the in with Dan Electro and Mosrite. No, this, I don't it. know
1: how they've kind of got away with doing
3: this. Because well, the patents run
1: out. Well, possibly. I mean, Mosrite obviously, uh, you know, are still manufacturing guitars. They still make the very expensive uh, Johnny Ramone signature. Yeah. They still make uh, very expensive reissues. They're like two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know. I bought one of those Aria, Aria once, ones, yeah. which has this same body shape. Um, so, yeah, maybe the the um, ability to make these guitars is now kind of open to, to everyone. Um, or maybe it always has been. And people just. Because, well, you know, there's, so, there's been things yeah. like the Univox High Flyer, which is the classic Kirk Cobain guitar. Yeah. Um, there's been a few other companies who have made Mosrite style guitars, but weird to just see it with the Dan,
2: suddenly pop up with the Dan Electro logo on the yeah headstop. exactly and a Bigsby, yep. The cool sort of double lipstick humbucker in the bridge and the and the sort of offset black P90 in the... Worth in mentioning
1: the in terms of these uh, having a Bigsby, most Mosrite guitars, excluding the uh, Johnny Ramone one have a much worse trend than this so having the Bigsby on there actually is a sensible option okay I know that you're going to hate that but a lot of people will buy these guitars will use them for surf sure and where yeah, the Bigsby is like you have to have it um, unless you really want to bend the neck all the time well exactly so going for this I think actually is quite a sensible option um, obviously for people like me who uh, want to just do like Ramones kind of stuff on this kind of guitar. There's other options as well. Like yeah. you know, the, the Aria that I've got has got a Strat trem which I've just blocked off. Yeah. Um. But most tu- most of these guitars, most Mosrite style guitars, will have at least a Bigsby, or may even have worse. I just. I, I just
4: wish they'd done... Even if they'd done it... Look how cool it looks, though. It, great. Doesn't, it, it does, does make it look cool. this is, No, this is a misnomer, that a Bigsby makes things look cool. No, a Bigsby doesn't make things does. look cool. A Bigsby, Bigsby doesn't make things look Bigsby's cool. A Bigsby is inherently Bigs, cool. You say yeah, that as true. someone who has obviously never owned a guitar that had a Bigsby Yeah, I Oh, yeah, totally,
1: and I've restrung many of them. It's not worth it. No, but they do a, look cool. Th- they
4: are such a pain in the arse. Why, unless you're using why,
2: why the are the they? Because I've obviously never had one, but everyone always just, says. The,
3: because the way that they they string, like obviously strings have got a tiny like ball end yeah. with a hole, and you basically have to, there's a tiny peg for each string. You have to like hook it onto the peg and then round the back of the Bigsby and then string it and tighten it because the amount of slack you've got before you tighten the string, a lot of the time they just pop off the tiny peg, which is only right. the width of the... End of the string, right? So they'd like. It's they a, can it's, be a, a, real it's, a it's a two-man job a lot of the
1: time because you need someone to hold the ball end onto the Bigsby and then someone else to actually do the restring. Right. Yeah, it's, you it almost
3: they, have to do it in reverse. You almost have to tighten it around the headstock with enough slack that you can bend it round and then hold it in place and then continue to tune the end. Oh, that is a nightmare. So it's yeah, a, if you break if you break a string again, that obviously oh, it's a complete. But that's nightmare. why a lot of people. <laughs>
2: I don't know Yeah, see, so at just... the very affordable price of uh,
1: $799 yeah they're not a lot of money oh, I are too, they the, um, <laughs> the only thing
3: I think with I mean I, I love Dan Electro I've owned a couple I know Jay has as well I, do you buy them and you go this is dead cool and then within two months you're like actually this guitar is terrible which we know some of them like yeah. those Dan Electros are terrible and that's part of their charm but you're like could that $799 gone to something so, way better? I went and had a look True, at this these. This full
2: vibe, I guess.
1: It is, is yeah. so, isn't But it? I went and had a look at these. The build quality is much better than a standard Dan Electro. Obviously, you know, Dan Electro is usually plywood with, you know, a bit of tape well, holding it together. This is a
2: real different thing. Completely. The, this, is, this is Dan Electro starting to play ball I mean, a they've
1: bit. done some stuff like this in the past, you know, things like the Hodad, um, which is Mosrite style, yeah, but yeah. it was... I think most of those were still the plywood. With this, you know, it's a proper carved body like a Mosrite. Um, the Bigsby is a proper Bigsby. Um, the pickups sounded pretty good. Um, I do worry that you'll—I mean, you might just be able to fit a regular like replacement in there, maybe like a Seymour Fat Cat or something. It looks like just a regular humbucker yeah, size. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm um, not sure, but. My concern with these is they're a bit too much money. I think they're too £777. Much money. Is. Pounds. That is
2: expensive. But Dan
3: Electro's have been creeping up in price. Yeah. I think um, because they've actually, like, you know, and this is probably a conversation for another day, but Dan Electro's kind of gone. I'm sure someone must have taken over and kind of gone oh we need to have like social media we need to do a new website we need yeah. to put some new guitar designs out there we need to like they've started to become a real brand rather than yeah. brand again rather than like oh they make some DC-59s and you see them pop up themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've they've got a, a shiny new <laughs> website which you know it's getting there it's getting towards 2016 um, yeah. but, but you know um, it, I must admit that's that, to me I know obviously there's no one defining thing that we can say the best product has to be Versatile, or it has to be good value for money, but that sort of money you'd have to be really into that sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what
2: you're saying, and it's I love this guitar, I think it's super cool. And I really, I love Dan Electra, I think they're such a unique brand that are quite happy to go against the grain. Um, Talking about it when we've spoken about some of the other things on here, yeah, I think yes, this, this is the this along probably with the century are f- such full vibe only okay. guitars that maybe yeah. some of the other things on here i think have vibe and features some of the things here are just features like i think the music man is just features yeah, no yeah vibe. it's not really vibing i guess we're looking for a balance yeah 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 agreed yeah. Let's,
1: um, <laughs> let's talk about the last two guitars on this list that we haven't talked about matt do you want to talk to about the tell us about the reborn prs
3: ce24 yeah So, CE, for people who don't know, were one of the original models after the standard. So, they were basically a bolt on neck. So, they were kind of designed to be like the slightly cheaper model. Um, And they sort of came back, I think, a couple of years ago. But this is like the newest version. It is. It's effectively your way of getting what looks like a full. They, Standard PRS, so but just for less. well, well just, I don't. Just I, don't give, I
2: don't think. I think the the bolt ons not just about being cheap. I think it, it gives a completely different tone. It does and give a different. It does give
3: a different tone, but I think I don't know whether the initial thought was we do a set neck mm. version and then we do. Well, I, I'm surprised.
2: I w- assumed that it was the case. that It was due to sound because it gives it such a different tone. It gives it that sort of that fendery sort of stratty spank mm. that, that you don't get on the on the glue-neck. So I think it makes it. A much more versatile guitar. This guitar is why I like PRS. This is a good PRS.
1: Yeah, I
3: must admit, I do prefer these to a normal standard. Yeah, because what was, what because was, of that maple neck.
1: What I was going to say is that um, first came out in '88 and dis- got discontinued in 2009. I yeah, think. that's right. Did well over here, didn't do
2: well in the states. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thing. They for me, this guitar reminds me of why PRS was so popular in like the early 2000s because yeah. they were the first PRS yeah. that was affordable but they were still obviously inexpensive at the time that's what I'm
3: still thinking of because they were 1200 at the time I think yeah 1300? maybe a little bit more like 13,
1: yeah. 1400 something like that um, and yeah so they just just relaunched them this year at 1459 depending on which colour you go for I think yeah. that's the Saturn one and they, ones, they
3: actually so. they, they look really nice they do a range of nice colours yeah good um, good trim system Good sounding pickups. Would I buy one personally? Probably not. I mean, I think. But for someone who wants, I, who wants kind of like the play a bit, because I think if I remember rightly, the scale length sits in between a Gibson and a Fender. That's right. So that's if correct, you want, yeah. if you want the kind of combined feel, playability, and sound of both of those guitars, they're kind of that's a good. Place Which has to start. always
1: been the ethos behind the PRS stuff, hasn't it? You know, it's always been to like get all the features and the feel somewhere in between Fender and Gibson and for me what's good about these is they are they're still in PRS's top tier well not quite top tier it's not private stock but they're in the top tier they're not in the S2 range they're not hugely expensive 14.59 so again you get the 85.15 humbuckers in there as well, which are totally and we talked about you know the 1400 pound price point is now going to be where Fender are sitting Uh, it's certainly around where Gibson are sitting for their you know how much is a classic or a traditional Bit more oh, minor, yeah, like yeah. close to two, I think. Okay, fine. So, yeah, it it's um And I think it's a great value guitar I think for the this money. Is,
2: the, I, I'm surprised I'm not hearing more praise for this when, when considering the sort of things that we've said about the Reverend and yeah, the I Music think, Man already. Totally. I think it bowls both of those out of the, out of the water for price True. versus. Yeah. The, quality. There is going
1: to be an element of novelty a little bit in this. Uh, you know, Reverend are a new, fairly new brand. Yep. Um You know, and. PRS this guitar like I said has been out since 1988 they've just kind of brought it back and if we got accused last year of just yeah. praising someone for doing what they did originally yeah. this is pretty That's, much exactly the same I as the old the,
3: CE24s so. I suppose so. the other thing with this gear of the year is that obviously we have to try and take our own kind of like personal heart yeah, out of sure. everything but it's, it's, it is difficult to when as a as a group the four of us like we like PRS guitars but we wouldn't necessarily say they were the, our I'll go to instrument I this think. is our I th-
1: this is our gear of the year you yeah. know we are this is a, it is a bit of a kind of buyer's guide um, you know we will recommend stuff for people to buy but also you know if you went into a shop with 1500 quid would you necessarily walk out with a CE24 I, 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 I think I
4: think yeah. one thing that you I think something no you wouldn't no you wouldn't don't say yeah Yeah. (laughs) of course you wouldn't I think you'd walk out with like why do you not own one of them
2: a double neck yeah yeah yeah
4: or like another bass amp it's like oh I I had to buy it oh this is new Ashdown that I had to buy Um, no I think you and something that has just immediately killed this guitar for me Joe is something that you said a minute ago about the uh, the Cutlass in the it's all feature and no vibe. No, this has vibe. This has. Vibe. I don't think. I don't think it has vibe at all. I think that this
2: Sat is that finished. Look at the quality. I mean, they do look. do Have, cool a the Have a look at the back. Have a look at the back. That trampers
3: such trampers green in particular I suppose, is very nice. I just, ultimately, the big problem, and this is something that you kind of just brought up. Ultimately, the, I think the big problem with PRS for a long time is that they're not as popular as they were fifteen yeah. years ago in the early 2000s less They dentists. Were, <laughs> Less dentists, possibly. I think it, it was just that. Marketing-wise, they had everyone using PRS. Yeah. And that kind of faded. And I think now you're seeing, in terms of like what other bands are using, you're not seeing that many people use PRS guitars. So they're trying to bring people back into the market, I suppose, with things like this. One thing we
2: haven't talked about is how they sound. Sure. I mean, they sound like a PRS, which
1: is... You know, can be very clean, can be very clinical, but But, also they don't. They sound like something different. Like that
2: bolt-on really gives it like. Well, yeah, but that only adds adds to
1: the kind of cleanness and kind of sparkle to it. You know, this doesn't sound like a Les Paul. It doesn't necessarily sound like a Strat. You know, much like the the ethos of the rest of. You know how they build guitars it sounds somewhere in the middle um which for me which personally, can be difficult i suppose i, I just can't get excited by it really? I, I, I really can't get excited I, I think it's I versatile, affordable
2: yeah. it's got great features it's it's better than the musicman cutlass and it's better than the reverend billy corgan in as far as like features
3: versatility build quality mm, i wouldn't say in terms of features because i'd say the spec on the billy corgan was way more involved than the spec on the prs yeah there's a
1: lot more going on there and the, in
3: fact out of all the guitars on that list there's more going on inside the reverend than there is any other guitar. Yeah, yeah. i think yeah in terms of, of what you get because of the bass filter and things the like bass filter, yeah. chambered carina body locking machine heads rail hammer pickups there are p90 and a humbucker um, yeah, there's a lot, yeah, the a lot going on. Lot going on. Let shall me tell do, you, we do some ditching? No, not yet. There's not one yet. that we haven't
1: talked about. All oh, right, okay. Which is a personal favourite of mine. Obviously, let me tell you about Squire, a brand oh, yeah. who are, have been awesome for 35 years. Um, so, a Squire Affinity Strap would never normally make this list. I think we can all agree that that would never happen. But what happens if you first make it pink? Yes, tick job done second sparkly yes this is the uh, squire affinity fsr hh strat limited edition sparkle pink and also blue and green um black hardware though it is black hardware it is black hardware <laughs> yeah, that is weird. it is weird so i'm not going to claim by any stretch of the imagination this is the best playing guitar on the list because it certainly isn't they feel uh, and, and to be fair, it's been a few years since I tried an Affinity Strat, and this feels better than I remember them feeling. But yeah. it still feels roughly like yeah. an Affinity Strat. The pickups are quite a letdown, and um, as we've talked about, you know, we're going to do a little video series on how to mod this guitar to make it even better. But the quality of the finish on that body is unbelievable it's, if you saw it's that it's kind un- of
2: worth it just to totally. take everything off totally use the yeah. 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 totally if, what, what is well, the wood I looked into ba- base wood uh,
1: yeah, it'll be like a yeah something something cheap they yeah. made me older
2: like uh, they are
0: older yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not Whoa. you know it's not super high quality it's quite heavy um I looked into getting a, just a Warmoth strap body and doing Sparkle Pink, and the finish alone was going to cost £300. Yeah, it's expensive. This guitar cost me £157. Quid. So I'm not saying it's the best playing guitar, I'm not saying it's the best sounding, it's not got the best features, but it is 100% the best looking guitar on this list. Yeah. Sparkle Pink is. Bloody beautiful!
2: Yeah, I just wish they hadn't gone for the zebra pickups in the black. Harbor. No, the zebra
1: pickups are great. No, I like the zebra pickups. If
2: they'd pickups. have gone, really, oh, if they'd have made this just a straight strat with with, no. uh, we wouldn't mm. be talking about it. Well, we would with the finish. We'd still. I don't ta- know if we would. We'd I don't still know if we would still talk about I think, that finish. I think
4: it's different enough. I think the oh, maybe you know, just one
2: humbucker in the bridge.
4: I think yeah, maybe that way. But like, I think the fact that they they did something this different for the affinity range. Is quality. I think you know the fact that they've you know they've done they've not just because you know Squire and Fender. I mean all of these companies they all can all be uh, accused of complacency or playing it a little bit too safe. And what they've done here is they've taken the affinity range, which you know we've have never had a never been able to get excited about because it's a super cheap squire strat i mean who cares you know yeah. they come in like five colors whatever it doesn't matter what they've done here is they've done an hh model which is amazing and they've done it in a bunch of sparkle colors yeah. which is something that they've not done before at this price range and i think it's well worth being in here for the fact that they've done something so different
1: yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah. and i own one which ultimately makes it the most cool <laughs> guitar in the world i mean
4: that said i don't think that it's it deserves to be anywhere oh, near top. number
1: one top Um, let me tell you
4: let me tell you another thing that um, pisses me off a bit excuse me language about about this this rundown of nine guitars okay out of all of these guitars how many of them are available in left handed uh
1: Uh, the the streamliner and the yamahas c24 i think they started doing some left handed versions no only Only the Gretsch. what what about music man cutlass nope
4: really nope no left handed models okay well there we go who cares about them I just think it's like it has infuriated me. It's infuriated me. In fairness,
1: it wouldn't take much work to just turn the century around. It looks pretty much exactly the same. But like,
4: you know, I just think it's I just think it's so ridiculous, so ridiculous. (laughs) You know, again, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this. uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this next week when we give you know more run a more thorough rundown of those new uh, fenders. Again, like the 2017 fenders. The left-handed options are. Just, it's so However, boring. Oh yeah, black or with um, yeah. With so
3: boring. Reverend, they do actually offer a good range of left-handed guitars yeah, okay. just not the Billy Corgan and I'm sure Yamaha do I'm sure Yamaha do some, some lefties maybe just not that model I don't yeah. think
4: th- I don't think there's any Rev Stars in left-handed right. I don't okay. think I've ever seen a left-handed Yamaha shall we
1: shall we start cutting this yeah, list because do we've, we've done an hour maybe a so, uh, um, really we okay. have yeah, yeah it flies by doing gear of the year is there anything that we can all agree oh, so. doesn't belong on this list for one reason or another Rev Star Matt Knight's saying Rev Star Joe Branton that th- would take off the list what
3: would you take off first time round Actually, no, I'll change that cuz I'm going to make it easier. I think the Sentry. i to start with the Sentry. Uh, I'm not sure about I'd the Sentry. Lo- I'd love to be I'd love to be contentious
2: and I normally would. Yeah. But I think if we're looking for a blend of uniqueness, vibe and features, then we have to remove the Dan Electro and the Sentry.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm um, I'm not happy about the Century going yet okay. I keep the Century for the moment I will agree with you on the 64 super cool guitar but a lot of
2: money yeah. oh and yeah. the, affinity. Yeah. the Affinity the Affinity should go the Affinity
4: well. should go the Affinity is, the, it's good it was, that it's it there it was almost
2: yeah it was almost worth a, a, a it's, mention it's yeah. good
4: that it's there it's definitely it like what, what do we need to what we'll goes through to the final round the top two top two it's definitely not top two yeah is it even That's top five? It's is it even worth five. an honorary well, mention? We, in that case, just get rid.
1: I suppose. I
3: think. I think it's. I think I it's, just, it's, it's. It's time. I thought I'd just say it's worth. I suppose pointing out is that none of these are bad guitars. No, no, they're anyway. all really good. Well, they are top nine. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's kind of like
0: It's difficult cutting stuff
3: out because it's not like we are like saying this is a terrible guitar, it's just more like it's just not the best one this year Squire really, Affinity it? FSR
1: oh no which one are we saying 64 and the Squire mate. Yeah. I think they. Yeah. I think it's time for them to go okay fine 64 and the Squire have been deleted yeah. so we're left with Reverend Billy Corgan Music Man Cutlass Gretsch Streamliner Double Cup Yamaha RS 720B PRS CE24 Epiphone Century Archtop and the Fender American Offset Telecaster
4: yeah. so something that we've not really spent a huge amount of time talking about here is the Gretsch yes oh, and yeah. I think I think that it's very very easy for us to forget just how excited we were when these were announced at yeah. MAM you know because it's nearly a year ago that these were announced and we first saw all of these yeah these guitars have been they have filled that that price point that we they if these had been around when we were working on the, on a shop floor like I would have been jumping However. for joy because they were exact people wanted a Gretsch because Gretsch are cool and they didn't want they wanted a Gretsch hollow body but they didn't want to spend the 700 quid that you needed to spend to get an Electromatic i think these i honestly i know that you guys are going to fight the corner for the for the billy corgan i think these
3: are a better but guitar you say it fills the price point it filled the price point they left themselves because they put the prices up so much Well, you know the, no, the electromatics were 500 quid they're sure. now 700 yeah so they had to bring out a guitar but these that are- they already made and discontinued to bring out the Electromatics because the Electromatics were better can
1: I point out that also we didn't specify which streamliner double cut so there is the option of the Bigsby or non Bixby version here. but they're the same guitar they are the same guitar they're so on, basically if, we
3: might as well if, say the streamliner we might as well say the double cut well it's Bixby the streamliner or
1: double cut if Jay's uh, one of his um, apprehensions over this guitar was that it comes with a the Bixby, there is yeah. a there's yeah, a non-trend non-Bixby. version as yeah. well yeah. at sub
4: 400 quid
3: yes 388 pounds you'd be I, off spending the money and buying an Electromatic if you were going to buy what, twice one, the price yeah, because they're a no, they way to get Think
4: about who's buying this, though. You know, I, so I bought an Electromatic um, in 2004. four. Two thousand four. Yeah, I bought an Electromatic in 2004, which would have made me 17? 17, 17 or 18. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I would have been 17. I don't think I could spend... And I bought it because, partly because it was 500 quid and also I knew someone who worked in the shop who uh sorted me out a bit of a uh, hello a bit of a, a little discount but I don't think if I was a 17 year old now going for what was a my like you know a, a second guitar and it, it ended up being my main guitar but like I was playing a Les Paul primarily yeah. I don't think I could go in as a 17 year old now and spend 750 quid or whatever okay. a Electromatic is but if I could get one for 400 quid these these have made them so accessible. I think these guitars are
3: absolutely astonishing I I don't know I think maybe if it was me and I was going for something with more vibe as much as I don't think it should be on the the list either I'd rather have the Sentry over the Streamliner yeah I just I don't think you're what you Those streamliner about? guitars You'd are not... would rather have an
2: Epiphone yeah, than a Gretsch.
3: I don't like the way that the streamliners feel. I, I, if I really wanted a Gretsch, I would much rather save up and buy an Electromatic because they are a far superior guitar in terms of sound and build quality.
1: Matt Knight, if you were to knock one guitar off this list right now, what would it be?
3: Uh, well, if I had to knock one guitar off this list right now, it'd be the Yamaha. Okay, Joe Branton?
1: <sighs> um,
3: the
2: Offset Teddy. J-Cross.
4: I think the offset Telly deserves to be higher than this, but I can under- I don't think it's, I don't think it's top two. I don't think the offset Telly's going to go is through. Is it top
1: five though? Is it a better guitar than the RS720B? Yes, yes. No. I what completely. We're honest.
2: talking about the one of the only
1: RS720B is hundred percent getting deleted.
3: No, no, but but <laughs> wait, wait before we delete it, it... a guitar that we've not spoken about all year.
2: It's totally new we did, and to unique. Be, to I be don't fair, understand.
3: and to agree with Joe's point, we talked
1: a lot about Revstar when they first came out because yeah. they were very promising. Yeah. Really wanted, a, you know, an yeah. SG style guitar yeah. from Yamaha. Loads of good options. There's some cheap ones. There's some expensive ones. Unfortunately, when I got my hands on it, it didn't feel anywhere near its price point. It no. it felt I like a four to five hundred pound yeah. guitar, and it's what seven hundred and fifty yeah. quid, seven hundred eighty yeah. quid, something like that. Right. I think I I think the that I think you can get rid of the High and you can get rid
4: of the PRS and you can what?
3: Yeah, these are
2: just, <laughs> just we're fully attacking the Brantonios. I, I just, I just, uh, I looked at this list and I think I thought, well, Revstar PRS, they are strong think, ones. Well, like I
1: those, those, those is, were
2: the really good
1: releases. The RS 720 is no longer on this list. I think, so right, right, have I think, to think he we haven't spoken about it
2: though.
3: But why? I but don't that's, understand. But that's the thing. If you think about, if you look at, if you looked at that list and thought, what of us as guitar nerds th- talked about and loved the most this year. None of those guitars that we've kind of like the, the Revstar things. We just we wouldn't. I have don't said think, it I don't think they as so, I
4: don't think they were as
3: good as
4: they should have been. And I think no, partly. Yeah, I think, that's, that's I th- and I, I think I going back to going back to, what still still saying, going back to what Matt is saying. Go back to what Matt said. I think if they'd done a Revstar SG and an SG eighteen hundred, you know, but like an affordable um, Yamaha SG that didn't weigh what I weigh. <laughs> I which think, is a lot. Which is a lot. I think we. I think that would have been in with a chance. And I understand what you're saying in the fact that it's a new design and oh, it's got Bigsby. Like, I. Th-
2: it was unique and interesting. It had I, good market research behind it. It's
4: not. It's not as good as those other guitars, though. I don't. I don't think. I. I. The, right. The. You've forgotten okay. how this works. You're being too nice.
2: Yeah. You, you've forgotten. You You've forgotten how this works. I know, I know how it works. I liked it because it was unique and interesting and I hate boring stuff and I'm looking at the offset telly and the cutlass which are two pretty boring guitars.
1: I don't think so at all. I mean obviously The Offset
2: telly was super exciting when it came out. Like a Fender finally doing I a think, Telemaster. Oh, yeah, That's but that was though, it. That it, was as far oh, as yeah, it went with Fender. they didn't bother putting good pickups in it. The hardware was was ridiculous. They had like modern tuners and then like a vintage bridge. It was like what is this just all your old bits? How about I okay, do-
1: how about we do a deal? The RS720 goes, yeah. but you get to lock the CE24 somewhere uh, on near the bottom of this list. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: th- I think what we have That's... to think about as well is some things like, no, say for example, the Offset and maybe the Century is... Are, would Is it another bass six? Are we, are we saying... Century, are we like, oh, it's definitely amazing century and, and next year out. we're going to be like, what would we I think? Don't I, think
1: th- I don't think the Offset telly is because at the heart of it, it's an American Standard telly, yeah, which, which is, I, which is I always going to be a great yeah. guitar. Yeah. I think the... Of what we've got left the Billy Corgan the Cutlist, the streamliner double cut the C24 and the century arch top I think the century probably is least deserving of
2: staying on this list agreed okay so we're agreed that that is going so we're losing the offset and the uh, and the century
1: no we're just losing the Epiphone century well but well, then we've got five Then we cut five. to the chase then we're on our lose the offset well, as well well no but we've got our top five then so we can decide in which order you want these to be
2: placed. So Billy Ridiculous co- that the Gretsch is on there and the Yamaha is not. The Gretsch really is a better guitar. Oh no, no, the Gretsch is And it's is half great. price. It's half the money. The Gretsch, money. Is, a be-
4: the Gretsch right. is a much better that, guitar That than was that my Rev main.
1: So the Revstar, Star, particularly the 720, I thought looked great. The top was really good. The shapes shape's really good. Things like lock and tune is fantastic. I quite like the fact that it had a Bigsby, something different. It didn't feel anywhere near the price point. It did, And I think the Gretsch Outperform at their price point, I think okay. that is ultimately the difference, okay. yeah I mean
3: if, bizarrely enough, if I was thinking about ev everything like versatility price you know walking into a store as a kid or an older player and what I would choose in terms of a top five I'd probably say the way that they're lined out now is Which probably is the top absolutely
2: not absolutely no the reverend is Ridiculous. the next one to go ok
1: so let's talk about number five on this list what's the, the reverend I can't put that at number five no, well do we
4: do, do we, how about this how about this out of the five go that are remaining and listen to that video demo how about the five that are remaining the reverend the music man the Gretsch, the prs and the fender we all do our
1: top three and we see if anything out yeah. of those okay, I'm happy with is that. missing okay. happy with that so uh,
3: Matt Knight do you want to go first uh, yeah I mean I'd say I'd probably say in that order Reverend Music Man Gretch Oh, okay probably Joe probably top three
1: um,
2: we've deleted all of the good ones <laughs> um, the top you you're saying three, that the PRSC 24 isn't any good it's difficult because I don't really have a top three there aren't three guitars that guitars. I like the the PRS and the Gretsch are the only two I like okay. on this list. Now you've got there's three there. What would be
1: your third one? I really I I can't I, wait till okay. we talk about Mark Bass in the, the bass category. It's going to be fantastic. Man, the Music
2: Man Cutlass is so dull. It's so dull. He says
4: he says choosing a PRS CE twenty four as his favorite guitar. Come on, geez.
1: <sighs> J Cross, let's. I just forget about like this. I don't like stress. Okay.
2: the The Reverend Billy Corgan shouldn't be. In the top five, it, it you're crazy. Looks you're crazy. Awful. No. It looks yeah, but awful. And and we but think about those features, because, though. Yeah, that's it, though. All we're doing is seeing who's and got the, the biggest spec
1: list now. Like it's not, not necessarily not the point. No, I think that it's unique enough looks wise. You know, if we were just talking about spec, then you know something think, like you know a high end PRS with
3: like loads the of the switching thing and I've stuff got on thing there. I think is, Reverend, and I know maybe this isn't the way to think, but that Billy Corgan represents a brand that we have gone from not talking about at all last year to being like one of our best brands yeah. of this year as I think it represents Reverend as a whole and what they're doing as a company and what we're probably going to see a lot more of yeah. from them
1: and it's their first big signature model um, you didn't know, they
2: do a they did some punk girl that we spoke about but, but in they, terms of a, like but in terms of big players right, you know right. Billy Corgan you know he's not so active now considering he had a Fender yeah Totally, they've Signature
1: stolen render. someone from Fender, or not right. stolen them, but he's not. I doesn't have a Fender anymore. Yeah. Now he has a. I think. One. Yeah. J Cross, what would be your top three?
4: I am gonna. I'm gonna go with my head over my heart here. Like okay. I, I have zero regrets with buying the uh, offset telly. I've zero regrets. However, I do appreciate that it's not a guitar for everyone. Like <laughs> it's not, and which is why there are still. You know, despite the fact that they were super limited, you know, relatively, for what it is, super limited, it's not... They're they're still available, you know, nearly six months down the line. So I'm not... I'm going to put that as my second. I think, for me, out of those guitars, the Gretsch is the best guitar. And I'm going to say that the Offset Tele is the second best guitar. And then I would... I'd probably... I'd probably go with the Reverend as the third best. Okay. The Cutlass, I completely agree with Joe. I think it's we're like it's a bit boring. You know, cool that they're doing it. I I don't agree with you that someone would come into a guitar shop with about fifteen hundred quid and not end up walking away with a custom shop because I think that's exactly what would happen. Because I I don't think that there's in. But I mean, can fifteen hundred quid get you a custom shop? Anytime? No, but two grand would. Yeah. And I, I think at that point, you know, at that point I, I mean well, talking with talking with my with my with my sales head on, at that point, if someone came in and they went, Oh look, I've only got fifteen hundred quid you know, I don't have the extra money, I'd say, I tell you what, fifteen hundred quid deposit, pay the rest of on um, interest free over nine months and you, can't. you can
3: put down a maximum of fifty percent deposit.
4: Okay, well you <laughs> you do that. But like but you know, that's what you, you'd do that then. Sales you know? banter. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what would happen I, I like I think the Music Man is great and I think that um, I think that it's it, what we haven't talked about here is the fact that Music Man sort of out of nowhere have had two guitars yeah, in the totally. top five who would have thought that the last three years, years ago yeah, 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 you know which is, which is astonishing and yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing what they do next year but for me out of those the top three is the Gretsch the Fender and then the Reverend I'm going to propose a top five to y'all uh.
1: I don't care anymore. Uh, the, I, the, I abstain uh, from any more input. How would everyone feel about number five on this list being the music
2: man Cutlass?
4: I think we can all. I think we can agree. Yeah. I number four think
2: on the this Cutlass is better than the offset Telly. I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, no, in, ter- no, oh, in terms of on, the guitar that I would like, play, I
3: would say the same. It's, because it's
2: supposed to be like you features, think Cutlass okay, vibe. So-
3: what if, what if the PRS
1: C E twenty four was number five on this list? No, I totally no. agree
3: with that. I don't even think Matt it should Knight? be top five. Uh, no, no way. Yeah, there is no. no way. No, I I think the, bottom of the, the list should be is. the offset telly. Because I don't yeah. think it as much, as great as an American standard telly is, it is that with a different body shape. Yeah, come on. So we're going to go with that at five.
1: I yeah. I can even you who bought one said you've got not regrets but you've got some reservations about the complete, guitar. Completely, okay. I do.
4: And so I, I and you know I think at this point it kind of comes down to for us it kind of comes down to personal taste. I think anybody who I think anybody who chooses to buy a PRS over a Fender is a complete mug. Personally, okay. across the board, if you're looking at any point, but that's my. Kay. That's my personal preference.
1: How would everyone feel about the PRS C
2: twenty four being
1: number four no, on this there's list? No, no way are
2: the other ones. No way Wait, should the PRS three. should the Music Man Cutlass beat the PRS?
3: There's no possible. I, way. I think in terms of if we're both talking the about same thing, if I, I if think, we're talking about future guitars, like in terms of like a well playing well designed well built guitar I think you should put the streamliner next and then the no. C24 no 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 what we I need think. to
4: bear in mind is we've lost this one the reverend is going to win no, I know that's what the, I'm trying to avoid the reverend really the re-
2: shouldn't win We've I'm lost it out there we've lost this the reverend I don't is going to win. win I don't, no I don't know why you're making this
1: assumption. I didn't give you a top three so I am just saying though
3: the reverend Billy Corgan video in terms of our review videos is the second best one, and the top it's one is only, the only a pedal one because we've it's done. brand new. It's the but, only one no, that we've got. No, a video on, and it's just but it's in terms a bit of demo wise. videos because we've got plenty of demo videos. Yeah, but it's the that's because
4: our podcast is our, our YouTube channel is called Guitar Nerds not Pedal Nerds, which is yeah. so there's a lot of people who no, like but we talk there's a lot about of people who like yeah, absolutely, but. The YouTube channel is very different audience to the podcast, mm. I think, in general. And so, you know, people will look... I think there's a lot of people who will look at the... They'll go, oh, Gatano's done a new video. Oh, i's a pedal. I don't really have time to watch yeah. another pedal video. How you would know.
1: everyone feel about the PRS CE 24 being number four on why list. why
2: is the cutlass beating it if you can explain to me why the cutlass because beat i
1: think the cutlass is a much better option now than buying an american professional standard uh, american professional yeah, strategy right. for the same money it's a much better guitar i mean i haven't actually played the american professionals yet we, i should say but so the, I've, the feeling
2: that i get is that the music man is going to be a better guitar the ce yeah. and the cutlass are about the same price yeah. yeah there is no way you're getting I'd, I would more 100% buy the cutlass. cutlass.
3: Well I don't yeah, think, I, I think in terms I of like as well, a guitar but... though you're not getting more on either. Like nothing has like in terms of specs nothing has more than the other. I think it is really I think what we're talking down to now is personal preference. If yeah. you walked into a store what one would you probably buy? One of them.
1: Okay so Matt number 4 on this list is it the prsc 24 or is it the Music man cutlass? It's neither it's the Streamliner. Joe Branton <laughs>
2: Um, you're saying the Cutlass I've run out of guitars that I like on this list you're saying the Cutlass right yeah yeah yeah, whatever
1: yeah J J Cross PRS Matt if you had to choose between those two which would be number four on this list Uh, probably the PRS prsc C twenty four is number four. Is our fourth best guitar of the year? Unbelievable! You're never going you to win the guitar. We're no, I know, but
2: it's just unbelievable. that which we call means, ourselves guitar nerds, and we're about to we're about to seed something that looks like an encore strap in at number three. Says the Great. Music
1: Man Cutlass is number three in this list. Number two
3: on this list is between the Reverend Billy Corgan and the Gretsch Streamliner I, Double Cut. I'm putting out there. I personally think if we said the double cut was the best guitar of this year, next year you will be absolutely kicking yourself. I'm looking f- at that list. Looking at that list,
4: I think the Streamliner is the best guitar. Out These, of those Billy Corgan
2: five. is not the best guitar of 2020. definitely. Is
3: the, I for me, I mean, I'm just saying this for me. I've played a lot of guitars this year and for me that is the standout guitar that I've played this year straight out of the box it has I guarantee an
2: aluminium you, scratch plate I, it
3: doesn't matter I guarantee you if you were blindfolded and played both the streamliner would feel terrible compared to well the yeah record. but there's a big price ah, it's double the yeah, money at least I, but I, I think vibe
2: if, price point uh, that, that is also... But the Gretsch, the for Gret- bear- me, doesn't have any vibe. Bear the Gret's in has my- got plenty of vibe. Oh,
1: boring, man. Be- so boring. Bear in mind that both of these will go through to our gear of the sure, year final. No. Um, I just I'm, find the Gretsch really
3: boring. I'm just putting out, I know I love Gretsch guitars, but those double cuts, so boring.
1: I'm willing to concede that the Gretsch could go number one as both of them will go through to the final. I think the reason that I'm going to say the Gretsch is number one is that for someone... I'm thinking of someone walking into a shop with five hundred quid, I think you'd be hard pushed to get them to spend up to the Billy Corgan. I love the Billy Corgan. Could you
3: not can we not take in the listener's choice into account in this? That that <laughs> is what was the listener's choice? Did that, they say that the is, no we will not I'm reveal that until anything We will not
1: reveal that until later on this week. Yeah. Um, so but, I'm willing to concede the Gretsch number one on this list. The Billy Corgan still goes through. Um, I think that's a pretty solid top I, five. I
2: actually think we chose the wrong Gretch um, because you the, can't bring another one in now. No, I'm We're just an saying. We're
1: at twenty-one minutes into this I'm just saying that
2: the Gretch uh, G two four two, which is their single cut that they do, um, which they do in like a a weird green. Aspen Green. Aspen Green Green is probably the coolest guitar I've ever seen. I think, though, I think for
1: most players, um, that's too gretchy. It doesn't have the kind of crossover appeal that the the double cuts have. The the double cut, you know, would appeal
4: to someone who wanted to buy a casino or a... Uh, yeah, I guess so. I you know, or so. a dot, or something like that. How do, we, yeah. okay. ha, how do we feel right. about
1: making the executive decision of the Billy Corgan number two on this list? I think you're wrong, and
2: I think the Reverend's going to have to win. Why? Because I think I, I just do don't wait, want it wait, to win. What? Yeah, yeah. Hang I know, on, I know, I know, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> What's this? going on? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> this I was fighting it, but What's I. Going on? No, but I was fighting it because I knew it was going to happen, and I didn't want it to. But we're there, cherry. and I think Matt's absolutely right. No, I don't think I, I don't think next year we can look back and be like, "Did we just pick a
3: budget Gretsch as the best guitar?" And no, I mean, it, we, it can't. Budget, I, I mean, out I'm not these... denying that is are bad guitars, but it is budget. And I'm putting it out there the Rever- the Reverend is not only my best guitar this year; I think it's the best product this year. Right the 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 Reverend is
2: probably the worst looking guitar I have ever seen you
1: love all that weird
2: 60s stuff no though, and it, it looks exactly, exactly like that no it doesn't look weird 60s it looks like it looks they 80s it impression of 60s it's, no, it's awful good. it's, it's good. a terrible terrible they do it in white looking though. guitar with a load of features that I don't care about at all but seeing as it has got to this point I don't think we should be picking a budget Gretsch over. The is
4: it, I don't think it isn't a budget Gretsch though. They're,
1: I mean, if if the feeling is that two of you are saying definitely on the Billy Corgan. No, and, I hate
2: the Billy Corgan. But so we've what you, deleted. What are you doing? Because we've deleted any guitars that I care no, about. No,
1: because you're every time going for vibe over functionality. Um... I just said I just. Electro
2: 64 should have won this. Number I five just think,
1: on this list is the Fender American Offset Telly. Number four on this list is PRS CE24. Number three on this list is the Music Man Cutlass. Number two on this list... Is the Gretsch Streamliner Double Cut. Number Absolute, one on this list is the Reverend Billy Corgan absolutely, signature. Absolutely mugged. J. Cross, you're as the biggest <laughs> fan of accessories uh, on this podcast. Murked. You're gonna have your chance to impose your will in the next category Best just Accessories wait, just, just I completely. Just wait. Jay.
4: Just wait until the base just oh, wait yeah. until the base section comes around. I am I'm f i am I conceded. <laughs> I conceded the fact that the guitar that I bought you should have stood up more (laughs) for the offset telly I don't think but I'm being I'm being straight up here the offset telly in terms of mass appeal which I think is an important thing when you're deciding what the best guitar is in terms of mass appeal the offset telly wasn't
1: the best guitar of this year
4: do you know what was the great streamliner series Which
1: has made it through to uh, Friday's thing, final um, Absolutely which, ridiculous By becoming <laughs> the Absolutely second best guitar ridiculous. of 2016 Let's have a break and we'll come back And talk about 2016's best accessory Farewell Welcome back to Day 1 of Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year Deliberations oh. for 2016 um, we have got just, tea We've got the tea the, We're ready uh, to the go. Year of the murking We've uh, we've <laughs> just Absolutely murked Jay Cross By crowning The Reverend Billy Corgan Our best guitar of the year Closely followed by The Gretsch Streamliner Double Cut The Music Man Cutlass The PRS ce 24 And the Fender American Offset I tell you what uh, if, if you had if all you're five gu- Of those guitars You'd have a Pretty, that's a awesome guitar that's, collection that's a pretty Just good guitar collection what you people
4: need to realise is if we're going down if we're going down this route you need to bear in mind that if you're Stark in me you need to realise that winter is coming yes. and <laughs> someone's gonna, you're not going to get away with
1: this was, was that a
3: terrible Game of Thrones reference sorry yeah, I not watch me yeah. mate Someone is definitely going to get Lannistered.
1: Anyway, um, so to round out today's episode, uh, we are talking about the best accessory 2016, and what we've got on the list are barefoot buttons, the Blake Apex guitar case, the Strymon Zoomer, the Rockstock Bright Switch, the Boss ES5, the IK Multimedia iRig HD2, the Fender iOS tuner, and the Planet Waves micro sound hole tuner. Um, So this is basically anything that is uh you know an accessory also pedals that don't make any noise themselves so Mm -hmm. things like the rockstock bright switch the boss es5 um and yeah that's it so is there anything on this list that we want to cut straight away
4: I think one thing before also,
1: we go down that route, I think. One, we also explain about the boss ES5. Matt is not allowed to contribute anything positive the list, or it? negative about the boss ES5. Oh, it was on the list. Yeah. All oh, right. Um, we can discuss that and we can add it to the list if we want. Um, Matt, you're. Um, no, I'm, you're I'm t- prohibited I'm t- you're fine with that. Oh, to be well, fair,
3: at least ES8 was the uh, winner last
2: year.
1: So. Why aren't I
2: <laughs> prohibited from everything?
1: Well, you do sell everything. This is okay. always... When people talk about us being, you know, biased towards Boss, cause Matt works there, obviously we're not, and, you you know, we probably will shoot down the ES5
2: in a minute. You sell everything. I know. I bring <laughs> it up on the forum when people mention it. It's yeah. like, hold on. Yes.
4: Yeah. Anyway. I, just, yeah. So, I know do, how good I,
3: our products are. Whatever. I think, I think,
4: <laughs> I think one thing that's um, worth pointing out is... I don't know if it was a great year for accessories this year. There's some good no. stuff in there. There's some,
2: yeah, there is. Agreed. But, like... An accessory won it last year.
1: Yeah, it did. It That's did. true. Something from the accessory yeah. carry did win it. So, um, is there anything that we want to knock off there straight away? <coughs> um,
4: tuner. Um, actually, I think the I, I think probably the two tuners there. Okay, are worth going. So I I, sound sound I, wrote a rev- tuna, yeah. I did a review for that Planet Waves Soundhole Tuner and it was fine, very very limited. Um, Tuning options. No, no, not tuning options, because it's fully chromatic, so cool. But, like, very limited, um, like, potential market share, I think. Because you can only use it with an acoustic guitar. Yep. You can only use it, really, with an acoustic guitar that doesn't have a tuner built into it, which most of them do. Yep. And, you know, I don't really understand... I don't really understand... Where they were coming from with this, because well, it's, what they said is they—it's it basically an inobtrusive headstock
1: tuner, isn't it? For sure,
4: yeah. But like, well, you I'm know, what, what, what's, But the thing is, is like, why? Because completely. If, if if what they if what this is designed for is for people who don't want to have don't don't want to sully the look of their guitar with a headstock tuner, which I understand. Those people who are a bit more conscious about what it looks like are probably going to be people who are going to be playing on stage yeah how many people are going to be playing an acoustic guitar on stage that isn't plugged in and if you're playing a guitar that's plugged in you've probably got a pedal tuner. yeah i, agree. This, I just Limit. think it's got such a limited yeah. scope for where this is going to go it really does fill the niche if you are the sort of person that isn't playing in front of an audience or isn't playing in front of an audience that would necessitate it being a guitar being plugged in and you don't want to use a headstock tuner i understand that entirely I just think that's such a
2: small...
4: Small group of people
2: that I understand where it's come from in that we've <laughs> seen more acoustic companies like Gibson and Martin both move um, their controls to inside the sound hole for yeah. volume and tone, which I think is a great move because that is the thing. Like electrics on an acoustic guitar, just they look don't look great, great do they? So, yeah. yeah. So it was a, it was an excellent idea like moving controls in there, and it's that sort of thing again, I guess, which is
1: well, yeah, it's precipitated. just you know
2: all the functionality
1: of a headstock tuner, but without seeing it. But like you say. I, if you don't want people to see your tuner, you're probably playing on stage, which means you've probably got a pickup, yeah. which means you've probably yeah. got a tuner already built in. So, very, also, very weird.
4: I think there's a couple of things with this that. They, so, there's no battery cover, which I understand. Oh, yeah. There's no battery cover, which I understand because it's, you know, you're supposed to slot it straight onto the sound hole of your guitar. So, in theory,
2: the. So, the pressure the, of the sound hole is keeping. The well, battery. yeah,
4: in theory. Right. But, like, the other thing with it is. I dropped it in my guitar when I was testing of it. And it's a, it's a nightmare. Like, Do you, you drop something? That's what isn't it? it? Yeah. It's, a noise enough when you drop a plectrum into uh, an acoustic guitar. When you drop something that you actually need and you need to make sure, sh- like, you couldn't, I couldn't rattle it around because that could actually cause some damage inside the guitar. Yeah. But also, if you rattle it around a load, the battery's probably going to come so out. So then you've got two and things And then you've got two things around. stuck yeah, inside yeah, yeah. your guitar. For me, this was like, I, like, I, I really did appreciate that if you're one of those people who feel that very niche gap, I think this is going to be right up your street. But I think that's so niche that whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so, um Fender iOS tuner we think is also going Yeah, there are just, were just think, better tuners. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is that
3: yeah, there's tuners have already came out way before it and everyone's already picked their favorite, so yeah. no one's really going to change. Yeah. I've used the same iOS tuner for like 3 years now. Really? You don't yeah. use the Boss one? No. Because huh? I used something else beforehand, so yeah, why would exactly. I change? That clip, I've had that, that clip. I, I, I paid three quid for... Yeah, I did my, also pay three pounds for the one that I used. I paid, <laughs> I paid
4: three quid for the ClearTune iOS app in 2010. It was one of the first apps that I... I think it might have been the first app that I paid for. And I got that just after I got my first iPhone, which was in mid-2010. And I've had that for, like over six years now and does
3: I've the business. Nev- never had an issue with it yeah. at I've also all. always usually if I'm in a situation where I'm going to have a guitar near me so at home maybe in my office or out and about in my bag I've probably always got a clip on tune yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> so like you say it's kind of a niche
1: thing and most people have picked theirs already yeah. um I'm also going to knock off the I, I came up with my really? Irig HD2 um Fair enough. because um I've had no end of problems with Irig stuff like you're trying to use the um pro duo uh, with my phone was nothing but problematic um, and whether it was just you know the software talking to it or I couldn't get two channels to, to work at once and I understand the iRig um, the HD is only a single channel anyway um, but oh no actually oh no there is, there's two options isn't there there's, there's a single in and a double in Um personally i just think again it's one of those things that you know most people probably have got this covered already if you're recording into your phone and yes they've done some better stuff with you know like the recording quality and the software keeps improving all the time uh, i just think just i, th- I think one out. of the things i think one of the things with ik multimedia is
4: they've they've come into this market in a bit of a I, Now i don't know a huge amount about the history of the company i will, i should uh prefix what i'm going to say with that but I get the impression that I came up with media, kind of came into this market as a company who were like, "Look, this is a market that needs filling. Let's do it and let's do it cheap." No, and they, they, they did it cheap, and they've net people really liked the stuff, and they've started to go, "Okay, how can we make this but make it a little bit
1: better?" It's always, I think, it's always very high quality stuff, and you know, the uh, Amplitude software um, has, you know, always been. I like, think Am- yeah. sorry, has always been, you know, the the go-to software for kind of mobile completely, um, completely um, and stuff entirely. like that. Um, <clears> the <throat> yeah, the problem for me is, I
3: just don't think it's that exciting. It's just another yeah, small actually, iteration. I just don't know how many people. Doing this. Actually, bother. Yeah. Like, I, I know. That obviously, there are. You know, they keep bringing them out, so there are people using them. But I think most people who are kind of serious about maybe recording a bit more music, if they've got a computer, they're probably going to have a, an audio interface. Yeah, instead. they've got Focusrite or
4: something like yeah. and, that. And most
3: yeah. interfaces now come with a free copy of software. Or if you use a Mac, you've got GarageBand.
1: Well, I mean, worth mentioning, this will work on a laptop as well. You know, it's yeah. just a USB in. So. Um, that is, and that we've actually had better results using the uh, Pro Duo on a laptop than I did on my on yeah. my phone.
3: Um, it's just a faff, isn't it? Getting your but, phone out, and especially if you're using your phone and it's a small screen, it's yeah. just like.
1: Uh. I'm saying goodbye to the IK Multimedia iRig um, HD Two.
4: I, I, I think it's weird that you didn't put the iRig Acoustic. Yeah, that uh, also came of, out this speaking year. Speaking of clip-on things, I, yes. I just think that the iRig Acoustic falls into, like the criticisms of both of the previous two products that we've just talked yeah, about. totally. It's just not
1: quite there, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, five products left then. Uh, Barefoot Buttons, uh, the Blake Apex Guitar Case, <laughs> um, Strymon Zuma, the Rockstock Bright Switch, and the Boss ES5. So
3: that's our top five, we just need to think it of is. in order. Yeah,
1: who <laughs> wants to make a case
3: for uh, anything on that list? I actually... I really like, and I know this is a weird product, but I really like the Bright Switch. Okay, fine. So, Um,
1: for those who don't know, this is a goodness. I'm not not
3: saying it's a number one product. I'm just saying, actually, if you're, and this, I mean, this isn't a situation I'm probably ever going to find myself in, but there's a lot of people out there who do do it, play solo shows, and they've got an iPad with lyrics on, something like that, and you've got to trail off a really short iPhone lead that also powers from nine volt on your pedal board, also (laughs) powers iPads. So if actually, if you wanted to go really wacky in terms of a pedal board and run stuff through iPhone apps, or you wanted to use something like, um, I don't know, like a music or a keyboard app and have it on top of your pedalboard, you can power it off your pedalboard. Yeah. You know, that's and actually then, that's
2: actually a reasonable argument.
3: And, yeah, totally. And it means then,
1: that you don't have to have a separate, you know, four-way with an iPhone charger built in. You could, let's say you're triggering samples off your phone or an iPad or something, you have that powered by the pedalboard. That's yeah. super and, cool. And because you've got, got two it. on
3: there, you can have the LED and power the exactly. the iPad. So actually you can have an LED that goes over the iPad, for example, or you can have it go over a, like, an important bit on your pedalboard. You know what you could off. also do?
1: You could power... Oh, I hadn't thought about this. You can this. power anything that's You can power two LED strips. Right. This is a really and good... This is, no, this no, is kind no, no, of where no, no. The no, is. this is actually a genius product, and I've not thought about this before. So if you want to put, like, LED strips to illuminate your pedal boards, you know, like a lot of people will put them underneath to make their pedal board <coughs> look cool. Yeah. Um. What you'd normally have to do is convert that to a 9... You'd usually have to chop the cable off and yeah. put a 9-volt thing on there. With this... You wouldn't have to do that. You just get... Because they're USB, usually, those LED strips. You get the Rockstock pedal, put that on your board, your power supply from your regular guitar board goes into there, and then you can power the LEDs off that. And that it, is genius. And it also I,
3: takes anywhere between 9 and 24 volts. Yeah. So if you've got that power supply, it's got that odd 24-volt supply, and you're but, like, what am I going to do with this? I, I think, switch. I think there's a
1: reason for that, because um, iPads take more than 4.5 volts, Yeah. Uh, which is why they're a different charger to an it iPhone charger. That's dollars
4: yeah, I, really I, reasonable. I, I think this is the best accessory on this list. I know that you don't like it because you don't like people enjoying themselves. Um, <laughs> Joe, thinks, Joe thinks that um, everything guitar... Considering how quirky your band is, I think it's very weird that
1: you don't like people enjoying what they're doing. But your your band also what? kind of makes the case for something like this in the situation that Matt was talking about, where you know you're always like oh we're going to get a looper to do some samples and stuff it would actually be way easier for you to use something like an iPad but they're just a faff to use aren't they
3: whereas with this you can just power the iPad off your pedal board even even thinking like say for example like the Roland Boutiques because I just like pointed out there because I know Jay's got a couple on his shelf they don't have a normal power supply they power off battery or mini USB so So you you could like have that and use that as a power supply on stage I, I think the you know for
4: whatever reason you use it i think the bright switch is a a really good product i think that the fact that it's marketed kind of as something to light up your pedal board i can understand why um gear snobs and purists and uh you know people like that wouldn't like having you know these two antenna like these two marvin the martian antenna like sticking out over your yeah, yeah. because it, it looks a bit pony, it really does. But I think there is that you know, we're certainly moving to a uh, a new era of guitar pedals and a new era of a new era of guitar playing where having USB functionality for other things is very important. Yeah. And it is a noise having to run a USB yeah. like you say. And I think having the ability to plug something in via USB. I don't think it will be long before you're getting power supplies. Like, I wouldn't be surprised USB next out. year if, yeah, yeah. for example, yeah. Strymon or um, Voodoo Labs
3: do something just, that has a USB out on I it. I just thought, though, Volto. Like, if you needed to charge your Volto and you forgot your power supply and you've got that on your board, you can also... Or yeah. if you've got a portable board and you can just plug main power into yeah. that... Because that doesn't like, come with a charger, does it? No, so you could use that to charge while you're... Especially if it runs out of battery. So you're like, oh, in between. We,
4: like, I remember when, this was, when we first started talking about this and we saw it and we were all like, oh, this is so
1: stupid. This is all stupid.
4: And then we've done exactly the same this time as we did last time, which is you talk about it and you're like, this makes complete yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Now that I've realised that um, I sort of could...
2: The secondary feature is actually the defining Completely, completely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know,
4: it's called the bright switch. And it's you know I don't think you necessarily need to use it for that. If
1: if it was a pedal with that light built into it that you could just turn on and off, that would be basically useless. But the fact that what it's doing, which is something really simple, is just converting nine volts into two four and a half volt outputs
3: USB, is actually really useful. I think so completely. completely. Can I can I put out there for a product that we kind of went mad about, but I've not seen it. And I mean they've been out for a while now. I've not seen them anyone really using them. The Strymon Zoomer. Yes. So Strymon's take on the power supply. Uh, yeah. I've not. I mean, you know, say for example, you take like the pedal boards of Doom Forum on Facebook, it's got like 25,000 people on there at post yeah. every day. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a single person say that they've bought a Strymon power supply. They- Oh, by the looks of things I'm just looking at places that would have them in stock and they seem to be out of stock so, I'm sure they've because yeah. the Ouijis have, have landed the Ouija's have landed for definite and I'm pretty sure the Zoomers have landed in America okay fine but I've just I just kind of think oh no some places have maybe gone maybe it's just that I can see what they're going for they're saying look it's the same as like T-Rex had with the Chameleon and it was all 12 volts because all the T-Rex pedals at that point were 12 volts yeah they've kind of gone well you need at least Five hundred milliamps for a Strymon pedal, yeah. and of course your pedal board is going to be nothing but Strymon pedals. And like, yes, people have all three, like of the big ones. A lot of lot of people have, you know, a timeline, yeah. the big one but people have already got a Voodoo Labs power supply that sort of already does it. But the
4: the there aren't any Voodoo Labs other than the the, Mondo. the is the that Mondo. the the re- and there's also the oh. digital.
3: Yeah, and the four by four and and the four
4: by four won't do won't do three Strymon... Uh, they don't have three five hundred milliamp milliamp outs. Uh, there's two five hundred no, milliamp. No, yes it does outs. because
3: it's half digital, half ISO five. So you've got the four x four. The ISO five is the little five way one. The four by four does four digital ones, but they also do the digital and the mondo. But that's the thing. I think there's kind of. I think they needed to do it, and I completely I th- agree. I think the other thing is obviously it's modular, yeah. So
1: you can kind of add more power supplies to it. That's why I put it on this list. I think the big selling- I think it's cool, but yeah. I definitely don't think it's like the best best accessory. accessory. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it I like do what I think is that niche. Barefoot buttons. So barefoot buttons, for those not familiar, are uh, basically little buttons that you can put over the switch on any. Uh, standard effects pedal, any standard stomp box, so what they do is increase the surface area of that switch uh, for two reasons basically if you are playing on stage you've got a crowded pedal board you want to make it easy to stamp on those buttons on and off it increases the um, the surface area so nice and simple just means you can hop around on your board a bit easier um, but for me a cool thing that they also do is for playing at home I yeah. never wear shoes in the house yeah. and if I want to yeah. turn my pedals on and off like you know what treading on like, oh, an electro- God. like something really stiff like electro harmonics you go to tread on that and it just like basically pierces the base of your foot
4: even thinking about it like really sets me on edge I I hate it I absolutely hate it
1: so they um, are really you know they're really well manufactured they're made in the states they come in aluminium or there's like um, a clear like Perspex style one as well like plastic style Um, if you don't want to affect the look of the pedal board too much you can get the 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 clear one but I think the coloured ones look really nice um, they're not a lot of money um, I just think it's a real neat thing and Solves like a
3: just uh, um, what, a, it what, solves, a,
1: what a, solves Solves yeah, yeah. I think solves. solves
3: I kind of think though I know the I Solve kind of, of your foot uh, yeah I'm there I don't yeah. think you like, I think you said it though with <laughs> players mainly at home I don't think you might you might not necessarily a lot of big artists Use these, yeah, but to, I definitely think, but, like, but they might do if they've got a big pedal board. Like you see, and
1: again, you talked about pedal boards of Doom, which is a big Facebook group. Yeah. When boards have got those on there, you can totally see why people are using them on big boards, like big yeah. crowded boards. It's just a
3: big red button to stamp on, there. Yeah. and
1: particularly, you know, if you're playing on dark stages and stuff, you know.
3: Does I, it protect the switch in some way, in terms of like? if you kind of like, if you really stomp on your pedal if like, probably, you've got a J-Cross probably kind of stomp not because it's, so it's,
1: it's doing the same thing isn't it but you know they it's re- just
3: I suppose it just increases the surface area doesn't it it?
1: totally and they've just released the new tall boy version which means that you know if you've got um, like a real narrow pedal board and you've got one pedal that you use all the time which the I t- think that's cool the tall boy yeah. sticks out a lot so you know it'll stick out above the rest of your pedals yeah. so I think the barefoot buttons are a really really can cool can you get them engraved
3: them. Was there something you, about can, the you can you oh can get them custom God.
1: engraved as well So, yeah. Pretty um, pretty special.
3: Another thing that I
4: like about it is it's um, it was a Kickstarter. Yeah, and I think that it's oh, okay. It's one of the only things I can think of that has been like a successful crowd source, crowd funded. Um, Pro, like guitar project that's
1: worked you know there was that thing there the, was,
2: the acoustic guitar front it, midi yeah which yeah. was like
1: okay <laughs> fine i think it you raised know. a load of money but it's the only thing on Kickstarter that i've seen that i'm like yeah i would i'd probably buy absolutely. that absolutely
4: and i just think again you know i i really like the fact that it's it's usher is like ushering in as much as i think that guitar stores are super important and i think you know if we ever you know we we can talk about um, Gibson doing the Firebird Zero as an Amazon only product, you know, I think that that is would set a worrying precedent because yep. I think guitar stores are incredibly important for the success of guitar brands. Yeah, I think that having the ability to crowdsource a relatively niche product mm. and ha- make it into a success, I think, is really really cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the best accessory of this year. But I
1: think it's really worth talking about. Um, Joe Branson, do you want to talk a bit about the Boss ES5? Uh, oh yeah, because
2: no, he can't, can he? Exactly. Um, yeah, the with uh, well, the Boss ES5 is actually probably the only completely, um, <laughs> well, the only product on this list that actually has some purpose. So, what are you uh,
1: talking about? We talk about the okay, the, so the rock stock side. So like, are about, three three about a, applications.
2: A, a, no, we're talking about a, a a USB light, a guitar case and something to make your feet not hurt as much as are bicycle. I don't care about these products, but um, the ES5 is actually I wish really good. I wish
1: you hadn't gone out and had 15 pints last night. You would have been slightly less grumpy. I mean, yeah. it, only because, like,
4: hippie hobbit over here doesn't mind walking around barefoot. Like, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Got, these, he's got these calloused, Harden gnarled, horrible feet where he can stamp... Their hooves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, okay, Matt, ES5... Mm, how much how like how strict back is it in comparison to the ESA
2: so um, you can't do amp switching
3: you can um, what does only, it, what does the ES5 do what does the ESA do that the ES5 does not um stereo out so the ES5 okay. is oh, a smaller board so it's mono out yeah um it has still got midi so you can still control midi devices but instead of sending eight midi Channel changes, for example, eight preset changes in one go, you can only do five. Okay. Uh, and it only does eight media signs per patch rather than 12. Mm-hmm. Five presets rather than eight presets per bank. But apart mm-hmm. from that, it works almost in exactly the same way. There's only five loops, right? Yeah.
1: My reservation about this product is if you only had five effects pedals, do you need a switch?
3: I. I think once again, this comes down to sort of what we were saying in the ES8 last year. Was that I found that from having it for a while, it's inspired a little bit more creativity because you use your pedals in a way that you wouldn't normally use them. Sure. And it also, sometimes if you've only got five, for example, take wire and distortion. And say if you're like doing, you're really into Hendrix, you're not necessarily playing Hendrix stuff, but you like that sound, you've got a univibe, a wire, and a distortion. Having an ES five lets you switch the order per patch. So you can, sure. if you want a more modern sound, you can. Yeah. But if you want to go for vintage, you want to experiment a bit more. That's what it's great for. And I think actually you're seeing for a long time I would have said, well, if you've only got three pedals, why would you need a switcher? But I think you're seeing people with smaller boards now want a little bit more flexibility. But actually, I think the biggest thing is the MIDI because so many people are using Axe effects. Take Axe FX or Helix for example. Yeah. They. Still want to run a couple of their favourite pedals in line in the front end because they've got a tube and they like or whatever, but they want to be able to change channels. And a lot of people are using them for just MIDI foot controllers, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it gives you more expression and it's easier to program than a normal MIDI foot controller. I think, yeah. I
4: think, like, I think the ES five is, I think, is a really great piece of kit. Yeah, I'm glad they did it. I'm really glad they did it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know. It seems a little bit weird. I. I guess I kind of would have expected maybe a uh, larger one rather than a smaller one, and I wouldn't be surprised. I know that you can chain multiple ones up together. You can chain like two Es8s up
3: together, can't you?
4: Yeah, for you like could, essentially a sixteen. You,
3: yeah, you could effectively chain as as many yeah. as you want.
4: Together. But what I mean is, I'm I'm surprised that Boss went down the route of doing any uh, like a smaller one as opposed to doing uh doing yeah. a lot like a two tiered like in ES16 I realise you're then moving into like
3: um like line 6 M13 yeah, territory I think, car-
4: ter- I think territory.
3: territory I think maybe there's two things there I think one market research Research would show you that there isn't an, any other company making something that size, so there's probably not the need for it. Okay. because I think the price would be too expensive. Yeah, sure. I think I mean, you'd be looking at nearly a thousand pounds. What I do and lo- for a switcher—that's a lot of money. What
1: I do like about the five is at three six nine, which is what the street price seems to be at the moment. You know, someone like me who hasn't got massive pedal board, but you know, wants to experiment and stuff. You know, five six nine on the ESA is too yeah. much money. Like I will never afford that. No.
3: But you know, three six nine, yeah. maybe. You know, and, if I and, Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly more if you've got something like a, s you've got a Strymon Flint, for example, with the external control out, it can go into the flint and per patch you can then switch in favourite presets. Yeah. So it actually adds and extra other, flexibility yeah, sure. to things like Strymon. Yeah. and I guess
4: you can do the same with like you can use one of them as a tap tempo for a uh, like a yeah. If you've got like a, a DD
3: yeah. Well, it's got it's, got it's got it's got two control outs which are stereo, so you could have one going into an effects pedal, one also going into the channel changing. Yep. The
2: yeah. I I think the well. ES five is yeah definitely an absolutely brilliant product. The only problem I think it has is Joyo pedal switcher.
1: Yes, just. Yep
2: like they are so affordable which we'll say
1: not on this list because we didn't actually get a chance to try anything no this year So, no. um
2: but but I, I mean it, it creates a problem we talk about the ES5 being an accessible price point well Joyo have just released their version of the ES8 for £200 yes yes it doesn't have MIDI that is what the ES5 and 8 have going yeah. to it but I think that kind of is it now that like that's the only thing like joyo showing that this completely passive tool can be made for
1: 200 pounds Yep. Yeah. let me tell you about the blake apex guitar case we reviewed this on the youtube channel um it is the most kind of overkill guitar case i think i've ever <laughs> experienced um super cool though. I mean yeah. they are expensive. They're 150 quid, but in the grand scheme of how it's, expensive it's, guitar it's cases the same go, case,
2: it's a soft bag.
1: It's a soft bag, but it's super rigid. Like I would put that in a van no problem. So it's like the Protection racket ones. Yes, but it, I think it's a lot better than. How, that. how do think you that think
3: it fares against um Mono? Mono, yeah.
1: I don't have that much experience with the Mono stuff. I've only I'm seen their it's cheaper like a similar stuff. sort of yeah, standard. Yeah, I mean I would what I liked about it was you can really customise it so there's about four or five different ways to put the straps on it and there's also like so many places to put stuff like you could put a guitar cable a load of books pedals everything in there and it would certainly do which a lot of gig bags won't because that front pocket is usually really um, like not very well made so as soon as you stop putting a load of books in there they just fall apart whereas this totally had all that space had like meshing in there as well so like to just give you more protection on that front pocket Um it's neck holder, like padded neck holder, with, which you could velcro yeah. in. Like, I don't think it would be too much of a stretch to say that you could put this on a plane. Like, it's not giving you the protection that a hiscox gives you, but then it's also like half the weight, or probably even less than half the weight of a hiscox case. And it's got loads of pockets and stuff, which hiscox don't have. Mm. They just have that one little one in yeah. the case itself. And
3: I think you're just you are seeing more people, you know, especially when. Um, you know take for example when we we worked in a store and we had a music college nearby they wouldn't let you have a hard case It totally but you so, could get this is so, basically
1: a hard case in soft yeah, case clothing. and that's the thing
3: is I don't want to carry around a hard case because I want to put something on my back yep. but I want you know if I've got a 1000, 2000 or just you know something that's priceless to you a, a guitar you kind of want to carry it around but you don't want to have the hassle of a hard case for me this is the best
1: gig bag I've ever seen certainly Um, it doesn't offer quite the protection of a Hiscox case but it's not that far off and yes it's a lot of money but Hiscocks are probably now what 100
3: quid something like that um, so it, they say designed for ST slash LP size guitars but it'll also accommodate 95% of other models it will indeed so you uh, only need one case they don't make a different case for exactly, every one.
1: exactly so it'll do all the regular Strat Tele uh, Les Paul SG left or right handed but also there's enough room in there and you can remove a little bit of the padding I think or you can add extra padding in I think um, that means that it will do like Warlocks. Yeah, it will that's, do. I mean, that's like pretty
3: good because Warlocks and those sort of BC Riches were the hardest oh, thing to ever find the case for. An You annoyance. end
1: up with a Gator Extreme, which is like a wallpapering table <laughs> in yeah. the guitar yeah. cast. Or you end
3: up with the guitar bag version, <laughs> which was really thin. Just like, a, yeah, just might as well have put it into Tesco's carrier bag yeah. or something. So um, so actually, that, that to me, because otherwise I'd have said, mm, you know, they are coming up against mono, realistically, yeah, yeah. those bags who are already really well established. But you have to buy different mono case for a exactly,
1: guitar exactly and this because of the way that the neck holder works and stuff um, it will just fit basically everything so yeah, yeah super cool so how do we feel about an order on this what, Matt what would
3: you be your uh, top three top three am I allowed to say the ES5 well, just, yeah I think so because I I generally you know as much as you know obviously I work for Boss I genuinely do believe in, in the product but I would say Rockstock Bright Switch ES5 and probably the guitar case for me. Joe Branton. Uh I think yeah the ES5 is definitely the best
2: thing on there. Um the the power supply is great, but yeah and and I I love that you would never have any problems with it and I think I think I still do have problems or the guitarist in my band still does have problems like powering stuff because of the amount he uses even with like the massive sort of Voodoo labs, yeah. power supplies. The Strymon Zuma offers you never having to worry about that again. Yep. And for that reason I think it's a, a great product. So Kay. um I'll probably I'll probably say yeah ES5 is the best bit on there. Zuma is the second um and the guitar case.
1: J Cross? My
4: problem with the Zuma and you know this can go this can go either way. Um but my problem with the Zuma is we're sort of at the point now where we're, we're you know, it's normalising the fact that a power supply is 250 quid. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah, it's yeah. so much it's money. Like, I, I just think is, it's, you know, I, like... And I do not think about that at all. I do, I do understand, right. Like, I understand the fact that it's super, um, like, like you, you, it, will, it will power anything. And I, yeah. I do understand pretty much anything. And I do get that. But 200, like for £250 like pounds like for a power supply yeah. is a lot yeah, of yeah, money. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a lot of money. For something
2: that conducts electricity, like that is yeah, like, I didn't think about that. I'm gonna swipe this from my list because they are ripping us off. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I
4: mean, I I think I, I think the best accessory on this list is that uh the Rockstock yep. pedals bright switch.
1: Are we are we comfortable in saying that's number one on this list? What? Oh god! No here we way! Go again. No, no,
4: absolutely not. The um, ES five
1: is the best thing. But okay, is the ES like, like
4: is the ES five? If you if if you had to stand that up against the ES eight, like later on in the process, we're going to be bringing in the best products of last year. And you know, without us discussing it too much, I think it's pretty safe to say that the ES eight will probably still remain in the top two from last year, and right. therefore make it into the final. Is the ES five? gonna go up against the ESA and win i don't point. think
3: it will no, I don't think it will. Point. i think the es5 is definitely a top two or three product but i think the rock switch is just a if we're talking about accessories here yeah because almost absolutely. es5 is a pedal like pedal switches are becoming yeah even they don't make a sound they're becoming yeah. like an effect Part in their own it. right in the
4: same in the same <laughs> way as a pedal board is kind of becoming a like its own thing
3: yeah yeah like yeah.
4: you know it's, it's almost like a new category
3: yeah, so I, I actually, I think in terms of an accessory, like, to your setup, I, th- I think it's... The the bright switch, I think for, so. For me, the top two here, and I'm not
4: sure about going, going through a top three, but for me, I think the top two are, and, like, I... I before like when I looked at this I was I was sort of struggling beforehand and now going through and talking about it and thinking about it I think the top two are the Rockstock
1: and the Barefoot Buns 100% percent i I'm, like the I'm fully behind I that.
4: really like the fact that the Barefoot Buns came through Kickstarter and I'm not going to buy them I'm like they're not I, for I me I totally
1: am we, like, we had some here we, to give away we did some as a which giveaway. we've given away um I kind of want to buy some because I tried them on some pedals and I was like, yeah, for me, like, I know, Joe, obviously, this probably doesn't apply to you as much because you don't play at home so much. But for me, my guitar stuff is purely for home. Like, bass, I'll go and play out occasionally. But guitar stuff is... And, like, I never have shoes on in the house and I want to play my pedal board. And one of the things that stops me doing that is that it really hurts? Like stamping on pedals and when you've got can't, socks
4: on. You're not just gonna
1: slip shoes on because
4: you have to tie your converse up. Exactly, yeah, which yeah. is, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm I, I always <laughs> wear slippers in the house. I'm wearing slippers right now. Even so though, as we they about
1: I mean they might stand up to it, but the slippers I've got don't stand up to no. treading on like an electro harmonic soul no. food now over no, no. and over again. But
4: I I think, you know, it, I can really I can step I can step away from this and look at it as uh, as like a product within itself, like this isn't for me. The better buttons aren't for me, but I do think that it's. I think that like it's a better product in comparison to other things that are available. I get the ES5. I really do get the ES5, and I think probably if the ES8 hadn't come out, I think it would be mm. it would be there hands yeah. down. Yeah. But in like the ES5 is two hundred quid cheaper than the ES8. I get that, but you're already spending 400 quid. Yeah, just spend... Just spend the extra money and get the extra, um, like, uses. Get the extra, um, you, you know, utility... Out of the ESA, I like if if that's what you're doing, then do it properly.
3: Yeah, the, I think the, if if, most people who are going to buy a switcher, you know, if you've got a lot of pedals, would rather have the ESA. I think if maybe you're using an amp, so if you're using a couple pedals and then you're controlling other stuff via MIDI, ES5 is probably a better bet. Yeah, but I mean, do people who use that setup want to get that complicated though, or would they yeah, just have yeah, an amp so. channel changer? Yeah, and,
1: like so. you
4: know, we, if you're talking about amps with um, amps with MIDI.
1: You no, know, I'm talking about like using like a Kemper or an Axiom. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe, okay. yeah, 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 I can yeah. see that. I can see that. For me, I think in the truest form of what an accessory is, the barefoot buttons are a great thing because they're cheap. You can add them to an existing pedal board and they make them loads better. I also really like the company. I think that they're doing good stuff. Obviously, starting off and Kickstarter and getting loads of yes. feedback was good. And that's why they've released I the Toolboy. Because people have said, do you know what would really help if, like, I've got one pedal that I use all the time that I need to stand out? that's yeah. why they've made the tall boy yeah, I think that's yeah. super cool uh, yeah they, they are cool I mean maybe next products. they can make some little <laughs> rubber you know. here some here little
2: rubber thimbles for your fingers when you play the guitar so it doesn't hurt so much
1: that, those actually already exist uh, yeah how do we feel about Barefoot Buttons number two on this list I think so I think
4: Rockstop Bright Switch and Barefoot Buttons Matt Knight is mm. this you Get me back I, I not prefer, at all no 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 I would no, prefer no, the no, es no, no, no. the wait. case actually if I'm
1: being perfectly honest you'd prefer the case I'm kind of happy I think ES5 is third on this list because I think like Jay Fine. says yeah, it's very good but is it as good as an ES8? Yeah, no. It it's going for a slightly different audience but I think the more relevant audience is the ES8. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess it's down I think the, the the Zuma is number five on this list. Yeah I definitely. think for the reasons that we've talked pounds. about it's too much money and I mean it's a quality product but there's but like, there so are, much other competition. There are other things yeah. out there. So Barefoot Buttons is Barefoot Buttons number two or is the Blake Apex guitar case number I, two do you know
3: what I would say the case purely because for someone who has a lot of different guitars that's an all in one solution if you is, go, if, yeah. you're, if you're gigging a lot and you're playing like three different functions bands for example one needs a 335 one needs a BC Rich Warlock or whatever if you've got to go out and buy a Gator Extreme a mono bag for a hollow body and a mono bag for a strap, that's like four or five hundred quid yeah 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 I agree I, I think good, you get more use out is. of it the,
2: the barefoot buttons whatever my opinion on them they have limited there are a limited amount of people who will bother with them whereas the, the Blake Apex case I think is is mm. a really I'd, I'd
1: feel really comfortable with Rockstock Bright Switch Apex guitar case ES5 barefoot buttons Strymon Zoomer yeah. I think, I, think I mean if we're going down that route I think like I disagree I think
4: the barefoot buttons are better than the the case. I think the case is great. I really do think the case is great. Whether it's better than a one of those top end mono cases, don't think so. Um, is it worth the extra money over, like for example, a Warwick Rock case? Yeah, probably. But it's it's a guitar case. It's a, like it's not anything. It's saying, not really anything buttons, new. Yeah, the Barefoot, the barefoot buttons, buttons have brought something new. They to the really market. and it's this isn't just the the, the Barefoot Buns isn't just someone going. This isn't someone who's gone. I'm going to do a crowdsourcing campaign, and they've not looked for a gap in the market. What has happened here is the person who started this company has gone. He's trod on a pedal. It's
1: really hurt his foot. And he, <laughs> like,
4: they've no, they've found the gap in the market. Look, they, you know, they've had the industriousness to go out there and go. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this, and I'm gonna do it using this Kickstarter platform because I know that there are other people who have this issue and I, I think it's great the, the Black Apex guitar case is a good case but I don't think if what if what you know Gear of the Year is supposed to be to us I think it's supposed to be about like not ne- it's not exclusively new stuff but I think yeah this I think the we should
2: celebrate like that completely and you completely. should have special sort of and points I, I awarded think, for I that I think
4: it's I think it should
1: be up there yeah. how does I everyone agree. feel about Strymon Zuma number five Blake Apex guitar case number four. Well, I
4: mean, if we're boss. saying that that if we're saying that that
1: could have been number two, then put the
4: boss at number four and put the the case at number three.
2: How would everyone feel about that? The th- no, no, no. I think I think the S five in at three, but yeah, I, I I agree with that order.
4: I mean, it doesn't matter too much because neither of them are going through to the top ten. But the the
1: the you know the I finals. suppose
3: I suppose the thing with the Barefoot buttons is. <clears throat> There must be enough people who want them, otherwise the Kickstarter wouldn't have. Well, completely, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I, keep, I keep seeing them on pedal boards as well. I genuinely think use them my feet. So we're comfortable with that. Strymon Zuma at number five, Blake Apex guitar case at number four, Boss ES5 uh, at number three, and going through to the final, the Barefoot buttons at number two, and the Rockstock Bright switch at number one yeah. are joining the Gretsch Streamliner Double Cut and the Reverend Billy Corgan signature in Friday's final. How do we all feel about that? Yeah. (sighs)
4: Exhausted. Indeed, indeed.
1: So um, thanks for listening. Uh, You can join us tomorrow when we'll be talking Best Amp and 2016's Best Product of 2015, J-Cross's favourite category. Thanks for listening. Do tell uh, your guitar-playing friends about Gear of the Year. We're running all week, um, and, yeah, Friday's going to be heated, I feel. I'm knackered already. Yeah. Right, let's have some tea, and uh, we'll record some more. Cheers, gang. Cheers. Bye. Bye.